I, my God. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ready. Ready? Yeah, did you worry? I, yeah, yeah, I literally just said, I'm gonna turn music on, Shane's gonna join, so I have to turn it off on me. And it <laughs> happened. <laughs> Immediately, I literally, it was like, let's see, how far into the song was I? 11 seconds. <laughs> but yes, hello. Hi. Ugh. Just talking to Blue about road tripping. Moving right along, you know, road tripping. Yeah, road tripping. You, like, you know, like you know the concept. <laughs> I am aware of the. Are you familiar with the concept of road tripping? Yeah, uh, I've been on my fair high. share of road trips. Hello. And, uh, we've been on a couple road trips. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some really random, completely uncalled for road trips. <laughs> yeah, most, most of the time. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of road trips, uh, did you know that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is playing in some local theater? Uh, I did or not, was. but I I know I knew it was coming back. That's why we're okay. doing it this week. Oh, it came up when I googled it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me Google that too then. <laughs> it's I, I I keep forgetting that theaters are open. Yeah. Uh. Actually, there know. were restrictions. Right. I actually don't know what Let me, uh, ditch my overlay. There's that GigaZoom. <laughs> GigaZoom. <laughs> They're playing a lot of weird things in theaters right now. Oh, man. Watch any good movies recently? Well, let's get... Well, I did, but let's... <laughs> Shane is very loud. Alright, I'll turn it on. I don't feel loud. It might be... Okay, speak now. Speak now. How's I'm that? I'm not talking because you told me to talk. I'm talking because you want me to. Because I want to talk. Uh, yeah, I know. You got, I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you good. Okay, you good. Thank you. All right. Uh, Yeah, well, let, before we start talking about this, let's go start the podcast. <laughs> yeah, my hair's looking feathery. Your hair is looking feathery. Did you <laughs> condition it? No, I don't know. Dude, I there's this like weird thing. Like, I don't know if this is everyone, but like my hair always looks better the day after I shampoo and condition it. Not the day of, um, but the day after. When I had really long hair, that was always the case. Right? Like, the first day makes me feel like it feels too floaty, and it just feels like it's everywhere. But, like, the day after, like, I'm golden. I'm planning that, like, weeks ahead of time. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this <laughs> that day. I have to shower, <laughs> shampoo, condition the day before so I look great the next day. It's a secret. So I think everyone knows. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I have a two-in-one. I think I, think I have nice. a, like shampoo-conditioner combo. And I just took a shower, like, probably like an hour and a half ago. That's why my hair looks so rad. When I wake up in the morning, I will look like a caveman. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't showered today, so I look my... I like... I haven't really shaved I this month either. <laughs> I look I look. I look like I just, like, rolled out of bed, which is kind of true. But... You look magic. I, I like I, your uh... futuristic glasses. Yeah, I... Kind of found my other glasses, but I, I, these are my like off-stream <laughs> glasses. But fuck it, we're doing an on-stream. Um, all right. I just everything on my. <laughs> Never mind, forget it. My okay. it's just that my camera looks like an art project. Like That's everything good. is just slightly off kilter. 
Nice. One half of Go. my mustache is a little bit longer than the other. My glasses are cockeyed. My camera's a little tilted. Do you got that, that Dutch angle going? Lately is like kind of on an angle. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what we're about here. We're about those interesting camera angles. I should do a Dutch angle. You could but say my... I have an avant-garde stream. Hell yeah. <laughs> Our podcast usually goes off the rails, so... Uh... I can see that. It's all metaphorical. Everything we say is a metaphor. No one take yes. our words. Um, all right, talking about the words, let's do uh, our word podcast. Wait, wait. I have to do a thing. Yeah. I'll be right, I'll to, be right back. You have to open a V8. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had considered it, though, but I, there's actually a story as to why. But I'll be right back. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. Okay, hello? Hi. Hi. Oh, yeah. I think that's better. The lighting in this room is shit, but maybe this will stop the camera from doing that weird thing like every two seconds. Uh, I can't. I need to look at your stream. The multi-view just has a purple screen for you. I can't <laughs> see. No, purple I have to see. Yeah, it always happens oh. when I do a multi-stream. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, man. It's all a muck. I don't want to go to your Twitter. Look at my glasses. They're all like... Oh my god, I'm getting an ad? Yes! <laughs> Twitch, come on. Do it, Twitch. It's it's literally like Thank an ad know. for ass, extra strength, etc. I, I dig it. I like it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I guess I endorse them. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Alright, so... Shane is always holding the podcast. I feel like it's a combination of us both just... Our podcast is a fever dream sometimes. Um, alright. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Ruining Movies, the movie where we talk... The movie shit. <laughs> <laughs> talk about a fever right. dream. Alright, let's start that over again. Hi, welcome back everyone. This is the podcast <laughs> called Ruining Movies. I'm Zach. I'm Zach, that's Shane. Wait, what? What? No, yeah. Oh, ha. <laughs> um, but yeah, hi everyone. Welcome back. It's been a bit. It's been a couple weeks. Um, but for anyone new here, this is Ruining Movies. It is the podcast where we have a movie of the week. This week we are talking about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And then, with the help of our wonderful audience, we ruin that movie. Ruin is like five quotation marks around it. Um, by, by rewriting it in a different genre and making it a prequel, sequel, or remake. But before we get into Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, we need to talk about the month-long news of what's been going on in the media-centric industry and uh, kind of what we've been watching and stuff. So, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with news, trailers, what we've been watching? Ooh, plugs. I'm going to take a sip of this Mountain Dew. Dude, actually plug us Mountain Dew. That <laughs> I got from Taco Bell. Oh god, I want Taco Bell. Which was both a good and bad experience today. I feel like that's the only kind of experiences you can have at Taco Bell. Like, half of it is usually... Ha this is at least with me. Half of it is usually good, but then, like, like the drinks either, like, taste bad or, like, the quesadilla is, like, cold. It's th there's always one thing yeah, wrong. my food was fine. 
Uh, it just so happens that on today, today specifically on this yeah. day, this date. Well, what, what, what's that? What's that date? What's the date? Today, on the 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 twentieth day of April in. Wow! What a what a, a no, totally normal day that nothing happens. Yeah, on, ever. totally normal day, right? <laughs> it just so happened that it took me exponentially longer to get to Taco Bell. I wonder why. Which is super close to my house, <laughs> and it was super fucking busy. Which it never huh. is. And huh. I huh. was in a fucking hurry. Which huh. I always fucking am. <laughs> don't know why. That's weird. <laughs> don't know why people would be going to Taco Bell on 420. <laughs> so, it was, it was a bit of a hectic dinner time today. And that's yeah. why I have Mountain Dew for dinner. Because I, I want a Taco Bell, but it took like, yeah. you know, way longer. And by the time I got home, you know, it's like I already have caffeine. I don't need the V8. Campbell's hasn't huh. hit me up. Mountain Dew and yeah. Taco Bell might. So yeah, hit us are. up. I go a lot. <laughs> I go like once a week sometimes. <laughs> I have to change Taco Bells every day because they know my order. No, that would be... <laughs> what if there's like... Actually, there has to be people like that. Like They go to like multiple Taco Bells or like multiple fast foods just so like they get it every yeah. day but they don't want to... That's like know. a feel. I feel like maybe... I feel like if I ate the same fast food every day, I would start getting really self-conscious, and then I would have to, like, have a bunch of different McDonald's I'd go to. Like, yeah, Monday, like, Wednesday, Friday, go to the one down on my street. Tuesday, Thursday, go to the one, like, 20 miles away. Yeah, you, I might, like, accidentally, like, meet my wife if I go to the same Taco Bell over, like, too long. It's, like, one day, you know? Yeah. Out of the 500 days in a row that I went to Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Uh, some yeah, some people know my orders off by heart. Um, I think I've only had that happen like at a bagel place for to me for me in high school. To keep it on the theme of movies and supersize me, there was that dude that got a Big Mac every day at the same McDonald's for like his whole fucking life. Yeah, that is true. Supersize um, me was such a weird documentary. It was like yeah. something that we all knew. Like, no shit, eating McDonald's every day was gonna be bad for you. <laughs> but like, it was also a pretty entertaining documentary. <laughs> but like, also, yeah. it was like the case study was like something everyone was like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second, this guy's gonna do what? Yeah, I'll watch him do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. okay, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, and then it, like after like a week, and it's like I would die. I would yeah. feel so miserable. I feel use, miserable right now. Just use different <laughs> accents every. Oi, oi, I'm back. I mean, oi, I'm new here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time at Taco Bell. What do you have on your menu? <laughs> Can I have one of those chupalupas? That would be super funny. Just change your outfit every time you go. <laughs> Dress the part. RP. RP. Uh, RP Taco Bell runs. <laughs> Oh, that would be amazing. Um, all right, let's let's talk about movies. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about what we've been watching. Uh, so it's been like a couple weeks since we've recorded because uh, I've had to do real life stuff. I, I wish Edgar Wright was directing my mundane life because it would be more exciting, like Scott Pilgrim or Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead. But it's not. It's been boring adult things. So uh, what 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 what? Okay, let's start this off. What is the one thing you have watched the last two weeks that you are Excited about that you actually really really liked. I I have something. I have, I can only pick one. There's honestly so many. Well, I know there's a lot, but let's start with like our most favorite, and then we can Falcon go down the line. Shoulder, like the season finale is this Friday. Yeah. 
Or Falcon versus Falcon. Get- Falcon versus the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I want the Falcon versus the Winter Soldier at this point. Yeah, no, um, I uh, I think. Yeah, so let's talk about this up front. Um, everyone, spoilers for uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And buckle up, cause it's a fucking doozy. Yeah. So I yeah. Um, I I mean I think our predictions are 100 percent spot on. This is much better than Wandavision. And they are fucking <laughs> nailing it. And they I don't are. Think that they can they do are. A single thing in this finale to hurt me. Well, that <laughs> I I agree. I I agree. Um. Which is so funny because we were very, very hesitant going into WandaVision's finale, being like, is it going to turn out to be regular Marvel balls of light going at each other? It was, but mm-hmm. like, that's what it's going to probably be for the finale of this show too, but it makes sense. Yeah, so in WandaVision, okay, let me let me just say two things. In, mm-hmm. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it feels like for the last five episodes, I have been watching a pot of water boil. Yeah. And in this episode, it's going to boil over. Yeah. In WandaVision, <laughs> it felt like there was a pot of water on the stove for like the first three episodes, and then they took it off. And they yeah. with it a little bit, and they, they did some stuff, and then they put it back on for a little bit, and they took it off. And they put it back on, and then in the very end, they just like turned the heat way on and threw it on the stove and just left it there to burn. They also threw some like weird <laughs> like seasoning in for no reason, and they, they yeah. just said it was it was for aesthetics. It wasn't actually to season the show. Yeah, kind of a kind of just different. I yeah, the show. It's like I know what to expect, and I'm just not mad about it. Right. No. Yeah. I um. The the oh my only critique of this show um, I I like first of all like I don't think it's like the perfect show, um, obviously, no, but I think it is any. one of the best things Marvel's done. Um, really good. show. Um. The only critique, which isn't even a critique, because I still like the show a lot, I think the least interesting characters are Sam and Bucky. (laughs) I can agree with that. Like, if you had completely removed them from the fourth episode, I probably wouldn't have even given a shit. Right. Like, Like, I'm I'm glad they're there. They're cool. They have, like, interesting stories. But, like, every other storyline in this show is so much more interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. There, there's just, there's just so much going on yeah. that, like, I feel like my emotions are spread mm. a little thin. Yeah. Um, um, which I'm not totally mad about because of the setup for the last episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel yeah. like there's just there's been this big setup, and now there's just going to be a giant payoff. Like, uh, Bucky and Falcon are gonna fight the flag smashers and then they're gonna then fight a u.s the agent program. yeah and then the and u.s then agent's kurt gonna be there <laughs> kurt russell i keep forgetting his kurt russell get his ass kicked kurt yeah. russell and goalie han well done dude, honestly dude, dude's a good russell, looking dude <laughs> i no matter how you feel about this character and everything he's done and all i think he's a good he character he made, he made you hurt because he's not Steve Rogers or whatever. Not you yeah. necessarily, just I'm speaking in general. How dare you? No, ma- no matter how the public or the internet or Reddit feels about um, uh, the character. I'm listening, I'll be right back. Uh, Wyatt Russell is just on another level, man. That guy, it's like every scene he's in, he's where my attention is focused. It's and it's not to take anything away from the other characters like they're all pretty great and they are all they all have very compelling stories and i'm very interested in everything that's yeah. going on like why russell just kind of steals the spotlight every, I, every scene he's in i i agree i think he is acting really like his acting is very good very um 
for the character. I also mm-hmm. think his character is very has depth to it, which is yes. uh, not to bash Marvel too much. Like sometimes doesn't happen that much in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the idea of it only came up a little bit. I think in episode three, before obviously spoilers ahead, before um, Battlestar died, um, <laughs> which was his. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, which oh, was like his, which his partner died, but they were talking about like, like and this is gonna get political. Which I something I also like. We talked about the, like how Marvel might not really dive into the politics of things and kind of avoid it, but they've actually kind of embraced it, which is a nice change. Like they could do more, but yeah. like they've embraced it. But they're, it. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they. I think they can only if they keep on course, it will be good. Um. I, they could mess it up. I, like mm-hmm. I said, they always have a chance of messing it up, but who knows? Mm-hmm. And th- at this point, I have no complaints. I think they have done a good critique on everything. Um, but the idea that um, with uh, the new Captain America, Captain America, I'm gonna call him U.S. Agent because that who is is who he is now is U.S. Agent. Yeah. Um, is that he brought up the war he fought in, which was the war in the Middle East, Afghanistan, and kind of. <laughs> Being like they, I didn't feel like a good guy over there. I felt like I was doing what it was to survive, and I think that is a very interesting idea, comparing to the first Captain America, who mm-hmm. arguably fought in probably the last good versus evil war that America has fought. Like I know that's very debatable, but like World War Two was really the last war where it was good versus Nazis. Mm-hmm. Like it was a clear good versus evil. Every other war has been very muddy ever since World War II that we have fought. Specifically, the current wars we are fighting. Like they, a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's like a very common idea. A lot of people think this. We like that we shouldn't be in these wars, and that it is not good versus evil. It is just like what the fuck are we doing there? And I, th- they brought yeah. that point up, and I think. That is really telling. Like you have a soldier who didn't have it as easy as Steve Rogers. Real, like he, Steve Rogers didn't have to morally contemplate if what he was doing fighting the Nazis was good. Sure. Like it is much easier to be Captain America when your enemy is straight up evil. Mm-hmm. And That's I, true. Th- like it is much harder to be captain america in a very flawed state which they are covering kind of like what does the shield stand for with especially with um minority is how they're covering that aspect which i think makes a very complex character in the new captain america and like obviously he killed a guy after um i know a lot of people were like oh captain america would never do that captain america killed people if you watch the first one he had a gun (laughs) he had a gun like come on guys he had a gun like i get like the Blood on the shield was a big symbol, like symbolism and stuff. But like, <laughs> he's killed. Any person, <laughs> any normal person that's just been mollywopped with that shield, like to the chest or face, yeah, and you didn't see them alive on camera again. They are dead. <laughs> Yo, right. Like and like it's in the comics too. It just is like I don't, I don't know if it's ever happened in the comics, but like that is an, an insanely powerful shield. Being thrown by an insanely powerful person. Exactly, exactly. That's Probably why. That is why I think he is a very good character. I know, like, mm-hmm. the actor got death threats. Like, I have a big problem with Stan communities already. I really think they like the parasocial relationship and people 
Like, getting that mad about a fictional character, I think, is absolutely <laughs> insane. Like, yeah. threatening the actor, I am never okay with that. Like, you have to realize, like... And even doing his job. Even so, it is a fictional character, like... Mm-hmm. And, and like just, he's yeah. a complex character like yeah he killed someone um but like at the same time his friend was just murdered and like it's a complex scenario he, he, like I, I i really like his character especially yeah. since the beginning he was shown the only thing i wish he was shown to be a little bit more relatable maybe in the first two episodes like he was shown to be relatable but it kind of like really turned to like oh he's like this awful person which i still yeah. i think is arguably like I still think that he's a very troubled, very complex character. Um, but other than that, like we've been shown that he, the, the mantle of Captain America being thrust on anyone, um, it's something he couldn't say no to. Like uh, if someone offers you to be Captain America, you can't say no to that if you're part of the government. Uh, right. Like there's that, and then like him wanting to do good and fighting in a morally gray war where he doesn't even like we've even heard him say he doesn't believe he was doing good there and him having a chance to do good like that is like some very heavily moral stuff weighing on this guy um so uh, yeah i i i'm excited i'm excited i um the fucking um Fucking Julia, what it was? What's her Julia name? Julia Marie Dreyfus coming in as <laughs> yeah. fucking Lady Hydra. <laughs> yeah, she just appears. I was like, I know, like, yeah. okay, so my dad uh, was like, she's in Seinfeld. I was like, I yeah, that is me, her. She me, has purple hair. <laughs> me and your dad had the same reaction. I was like, hey, she's in Seinfeld. <laughs> um, which is uh, like, uh, um, no, that's how you do a cameo, right? Like, yeah, that was good. WandaVision, WandaVision, like, set up these weird places where cameos could appear, but they never did. Be like, mm-hmm. I know a guy, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and then it was just, like, some random person, like, no idea that she was going to appear. Who the fuck is this S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that I'm supposed to know about? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, but then, like, she appeared, and I was like, oh, shit, she's here, so that that's big Some for some reason. Yeah, yeah she's getting her fingers in the pot. I, I like that. Maybe we'll get a Thunderbolts team. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking that's probably why. Well, not that's not why the Wakandans took them to the raft, but well, right. I think they specifically said the raft for a reason. Right. I think that's <laughs> probably what's going on. There's really no reason for Zemo to go there. No. What? Um, like he's those... not superhuman or anything. He's just some dude, and the Wakandans ha- are not shy about just being like. You know, you're coming to Wakanda. Right. Those those lines were kind of awkward. I, I I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, because they were like, We have him now, we're gonna take him to the raft because we don't wanna take him to Wakanda for some weird reason. And it's like, okay, yeah. we you're putting him on the raft so we can escape or something. We know Yeah, that was uh <laughs> the, not the cleanest setup, but it was a very clean I mean it was setup. a setup, yeah. <laughs> uh, there I is... will say though, like yeah. most of the characters are very complex. And that's something that I enjoy about them. I yeah. agree with the fact that, you know, Sam and Bucky don't always draw my attention all that much because, like, you know, even that, that Carly chick is she's not, like, as developed as John Walker or anything. But she's no. got <clears throat> no, I think she, a yeah, fair she... amount of things going on that, like, I, as a person that's never experienced anything like the blip, like, cannot possibly relate to but I'm okay with that yeah. just to like conceptualize it because it's not something I had considered. Like the fact that right. all these people would come in and like 
uh, geographical borders would have to be changed and like diplomacy issues would come into play and like you know like the government would forget about the people that were always here and stuff like that that's not something i had ever come to and there's not really a character in this show that i'm trying to think before i say this <laughs> i mean I, yeah i agree i think the flag smashers are a very like interesting villain because like i yeah. probably would be like other than like the super terrorist things they're doing like i would probably be supporting them like i was gonna say like i before i say what i'm gonna say like i sympathize with like most of the characters motivations in this co in this show no i i i agree i can't think of anyone who i don't okay like i didn't want to like put myself in a corner or anything but no. pretty much like everybody's cool except this one person maybe who I have a gigantic theory on, and you all can flame me if you want, but I'm pretty sure that uh, so Sharon, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter is the power broker. I yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, it could be a manifesto thing again, and I could be wrong. Um, I'm just putting it out there, like I. She's doing something shady. Um, but I actually like what they. D I feel like Sharon Carter didn't really mean anything to me, like in True. the like she just felt like. Like just there in the other like instances, she was ever there. <laughs> like yeah. one, she appeared like what in two movies, or something like that. Maybe a movie, three, a but there was like a very like minor instances of her appearing and like me not giving a shit. It's, right? It's yeah. She, she wasn't a character. She was just <laughs> like she was just a one line. Like this is a shield agent. Like yeah. who was related to <laughs> Peggy For Carter. And that was all of that. But now that she is a character who, after Civil War, was left to, like, dry out, like, all the <laughs> other superheroes literally got passes and she had to go into hiding, like, I Something hope I she... never considered. Right, I hope she's a villain. I would be a villain. True. <laughs> like, I That's would straight like, up be a villain. That's, like, something I've enjoyed the most about this show, is that it's making me, like think about things in ways that i haven't considered yeah like her for instance like you just said after civil war she pretty much just got hung out to dry yeah <laughs> and uh she's still alive and pissed off like very uh, understandably she seems pissed off i mean when she's with Fal uh falcon and bucky she's super you know yeah fun and everything she's great at killing anyway um but also, like, with the Carly thing, like, I had not even considered that as a problem, right. like, the people coming back. In fact, in retrospect, I kind of feel like an asshole for laughing in Spider-Man Far From Home when all those kids snap back into reality. <laughs> like, that must have been fucking terrifying. I was laughing my ass off. I mean, yeah, I feel like Spider-Man dealt with the blip, like, in a really, like, kind of, like, lighthearted way. The last two shows have actually dealt with it, like, how it should be dealt with, I think. Like, yeah, WandaVision even dealt seen. with it, like, how it should be dealt with. True. Um, it yeah. is, like, a heavy thing. It is a very impactful thing. Half it is. population after five years, like... We, after five years, people have acclimated and changed and, like, done things differently. I don't know. It's just, like, something I just hadn't really considered. Maybe that's because they hadn't made me consider it. And up until right, this I point, mean, I've just been along for the ride for fucking laser beams and space rocks. Right. Now well, I, Marvel's finally doing a good job with, like, interesting storytelling. Yeah, I think... Characters. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... 
see, I still, I still think WandaVision fell flat, but like, I think this is a good example of what they can do with a television show that is like still compelling and more character based. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, also like, um, like obviously, like this just feels like a continuation of Civil War. Like you could. To honestly take any shot from this current TV show and place it in Civil War and it wouldn't feel out of place because it is just it's nothing like new in that aspect um and like I know WandaVision was trying to do something new they just didn't land it um but like I, I like we said Marvel's gonna do what Marvel does they do action well um Civil War was still like a good movie like even for a superhero movie it was still like a good movie it is personally up there for like my top five i'd say yeah 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 i agree i think it is one of the best mcu movies um in terms of like actually being a like a solid film uh like that explored interesting ideas yeah for me it holds one of the greatest character introductions of all time with black panther yeah yeah and again spider-man like in the same movie having their first introduction that's huge yeah, and the whole, like, uh, politics of being a superhero, which is an interesting idea. It's always been an interesting idea. So, like, when they do come out with shows, like The Falcon of the Winter Soldier, that explores the humanity aspect of being a superhero and the politics of it, it I like, it is a compelling show. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, it's been a good ride. Baron Zemo is my favorite character. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I, I don't disagree, dude. Like, I it's so fun to watch. Like when he when he escapes, when all the Wakandans show up, I'm yeah. cracking up. That he, fucking guy is so funny. Yeah, I honestly, he is my favorite villain. I think I could say in the MCU, he's just because he's just a dude. He's just a dude, but he can psychologically break everyone, and he's just mm-hmm. he has like, oh my god. The, it was so tense when he was giving the Turkish delights to the children. Yeah. And singing a nursery rhyme. Something very innocent felt very evil. Yes, <laughs> and, it was, and it was very, like, cool. It was. That guy's just got this, like, style, and I like yeah. it. <laughs> he's like us. Uh, I call, saw someone call him, like, evil Batman. <laughs> because he's rich and he's just... But even like yeah. him, he's like his idea. It's like his thought process is very morally gray. Like superheroes killed his family. I, <laughs> he's just trying to get say, rid of. Like, I'm not even certain, like from the right perspective, if it's if it's really gray at all. Yeah, like, I mean, anyone who survived Sokovia is like probably in the same position that he is, except not a fucking baron. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he's doing. His motives seem very realistic like super mm-hmm. strength people killed his family so he's trying to eliminate super strength people it's yeah. easy um there were the whole line about supremacy and being uh having the like serum and trying to make a super soldier is a form of like supremacy that was like a really interesting line mm-hmm. um which i think is true i didn't even think about it like that but like if you're trying to make like a perfect human being that is like really f- kind of like what the fuck yeah i had never <laughs> thought about the whole blonde haired blue-eyed steve rogers until it was like said out loud right and then it's um, like, oh, like shit. oh it's... shit yeah, yeah they were using like nazi doctors and stuff yeah yep they were using... yeah it's um like i said this i like this show a lot i think it's really good mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it makes some very compelling points. It makes me think in a different way. I I actually give a shit about what happens to these yeah. characters. Same. 
like not necessarily what happens in this show even like after like yeah. obviously i'm very interested to see what happens in the season finale but even more so i'm interested to see because as i said about wandavision i feel like this is just part of the bridge I... into the rest so i'm excited to see where these characters go after the show i yeah i have uh, so i feel like this is a complete like 180 for me for like with wandavision i was like i want a something that like is feels like final so we have some like relief so we kind of get a like an end to the story i don't want any of these characters to die in the finale because i think they all are very interesting and they could yeah. very keep their stories could be more interesting later in an mcu like i don't want baron zemo to go away which i don't think he is bucky sam like i said my least favorite people of the show but i think Still, still interesting, great. still good, yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to say that, like, I still think they are good. I, especially Sam's story. I think Sam's story is actually very compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucky, I, I don't know. I've never really had a connection with Bucky, but I think he's cool. <laughs> See, and I'm kind of of the mm-hmm. mindset of like I've never had a connection with him, but now, yeah. like, I like him a lot. That's fair. I, I like again that this show's making me think about things i've never thought about before like up until this point i was like this guy was a brainless assassin that decided to be good yeah and now thanks to some thoughtful exposition and some like good comic relief and some like cool flashbacks and stuff i feel like i i just know a lot more about this character and that was just in the first like two episodes yeah and now we're on to the fifth episode and it's like every move he makes I, I just I can see like the progress he's trying to make and like definitely I don't know I don't know it's interesting I'm glad that him and Sam finally had like a moment this episode and yeah I love the scene where they're walking away from each other but they're figuratively and literally on the same path yeah 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 I mean yeah I I think there was some weird pacing in the last episode but other than that I thought it was good um just like a little bit of weird pacing but other than that, I I really liked the penultimate episode um yeah yeah. i'm I'm happy with it um i like the setup though but i do agree completely uh i i I don't want to see anyone i I, and i'll I'll actually put it out there my official prediction for this last episode is that i don't think anyone will die i think the flag smashers might i think baron zemo might get a kill i don't think they'll all die i i don't think they'll all die but i think maybe the leader you think carly morgenthal or yeah, I kind of because I kind of do. I hope I hope I hope Baron Zemo makes it to the end, the final one. I don't know if he's escaped the raft yet. I really because I would love to see him actually kill a super soldier. <laughs> like, that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be able to escape the door. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't he think he is either. Escape the raft. I think that's his plan, but I don't know. Yeah, if but I don't think it's going to happen. Um. Well, yeah, I. Uh, I. I'm hoping still all the same that we do get some Zemo action in this in this final episode. Like, yeah, me too. I'll sure, you sent him to the raft, but like maybe in a post credit scene, you show him meeting up with somebody cool. Yeah, you don't have to. I'd be fine if they didn't. Right. <laughs> I just I I just want to see more of him. That's what I was. <laughs> I just want to see more of him. Just just more more of every character. Yeah, they're all pretty yeah. Great. I like if he doesn't show up, I kind of wish they would have just grabbed him at the end of this next episode but like it's fine like i'm I'm cool with whatever they're doing i'm not not i'm gonna be uh yeah yeah, someone in my chat said zemo will 100 percent pull through 
absolutely. I oh, think yeah. his yeah, they were going to definitely capitalize on uh, his newfound popularity 100. percent Yeah, um, which I, I some... he's so charismatic. I I, I love <laughs> him as a villain. <laughs> and I know some people don't always get like real jazzed about like the new and updated like outfits and stuff but like i said i love his fucking style like just the the simple coat with the uh animal print instead of like the like the big gaudy neck piece and stuff yeah oh my god uh, his mask is pretty cool too yeah not absolutely different really but i do like that it was a little bit more like battle torn because it's supposed to be his dad's who also fought against captain america Yep. At least, and that's how. It in was. the comics, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, I. Yeah. We'll see. Um. So yeah. Next this week finale. Two days finale. Um. Yeah. Should be exciting. And on the same day that the finale is released, Mortal Kombat comes out, which I'm also very excited Yeah. Um. And on that same day, have you watched any of Invincible yet? No, but I would like to. I'm. I'm kind of. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil. Keeps popping up on my YouTube it's good it's good i um this is my recommendation to anyone uh out there if you liked the boys um if you if you like anime which is a weird thing if you like uh comic book shows um watch invincible on amazon prime just make sure you watch all the way through the first episode i'm not gonna say anything else just watch all the way through the first episode fair enough yes yes exactly a ghost hand um it is also i should say that that's kind of not a spoiler if you do not like gore do not watch the show (laughs) (laughs) on the note of of gore and the in with the hbo max for the mortal Kombat thing yeah i've been watching the harley quinn show and i have been loving it it's so good i'm so mad that i slept on this show yeah it is so good (laughs) I'm on the 11th episode of season two, so we can talk about everything up until that point. Okay, I just want to talk about Bane. Bane is oh, the... F- yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, blow it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most He's side characters Bane. steal a show on the... Yeah, agree, like, Bane, King Shark, um... <laughs> what is his, like, Psycho... Dr. Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. Kite Man is so fucking Kite Man is the best. <laughs> when those superheroes appear, like Aquaman, and they just are just oh, fucking... Superman was fucking cracking me up. Yeah. That woman is really funny. Now that oh my god, when... Here. Well, yeah, have you seen the muse- museum episode? I'm guessing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That shit yeah. was so funny. And, like, now they're, uh... They just recently escaped the pit. But when they went there, Bane was like, "The pit was so." I'm fun. not pit- just the judge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a warden, and this was the pit. The pit episode is my favorite. I think it's just so funny. Poor Bane. Bane is like just trying to make people's lives better. <laughs> they fucking they have group therapy. <laughs> yeah, I I think um, so the Suicide Squad. Chat, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, like King Shark, and like the Harley Queen, Harley Quinn, King Shark, like I it has got me excited for that character. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually pretty excited. I I will say, admittedly, yeah. after watching this show, I am more excited for the Suicide Squad movie. Right. I mean, I think it looks good, especially. Uh, we got the second trailer a couple weeks ago, and I think the second trailer was also really good. I'm trying to remember if I watched. It. I I might have. 
I know. I for sure watched the first one. Yeah, I I think it's good. I think it's gonna be good. I I I hope it's gonna be good. I think James Gunn is the perfect fit I, for that movie. I like him. He, yeah. He at home for me. Um. But yeah. yeah Harley that, Quinn. That's gonna be good. Harley Quinn. It, it's been a great couple like weeks for me of watching superhero Same. shows. Like. Same. Uh, well, not superheroes specifically, but just like media in general. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There's, I haven't, I don't think I've watched anything the last couple of weeks that I haven't really liked. Um, but yeah, Harley, the Harley Quinn show. I, if you have HBO Max, if you're looking for a absolutely hilarious show, gore fest. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, it's gory. It's so damn funny. It's heartwarming. It's funny. Well, that's the it, thing. It it's absolutely heartwarming. It has like a good story. Like the story of Harley, like leaving the Joker, is great. It feels yeah. it's like such a good story. I genuinely thought that it was gonna be like Family Guy, where it was like yeah. every episode's a new caper with with Harley. It's funny and haha. Yeah. But like by the time I hit like the, I'd say like the third episode, honestly, I was like, okay, there there is like a bigger story here, and it's a bit more thought out than i originally yeah yeah by the time i hit the end of the first season i was like damn this show is like genuinely heartwarming i I like yeah that happened with all of these insane characters (laughs) yeah funny shit that they say and the fucking insanity on screen but they somehow managed to hit me in the feels like not once but like multiple times yeah absolutely end of the first season and so far we're in the second season i'm uh very excited for season three it was announced i'm excited i'm i'm i, I binged both of them in like a week i was like uh, both That's seasons pretty much where i'm at i don't know how many episodes are in the second season but i'm about to watch i think you're getting episodes. towards the end yeah i think you're getting towards the end yeah um it's good it's good it's very it's very good i'm excited um yeah uh, agreed ghost to keep the track on max you watched the four hours didn't you how was it was it worth it (laughs) (laughs) i did watch the four hours was it worth Um, it okay i wish that i could source my uh i wish i could like cite my resource here right because there's a youtube channel that i watch like an analysis on it okay before we get into this okay did you watch all four hours in one sitting uh, it was spread out throughout like a six-hour period, seven-hour okay. period. So pretty much, not. No, For those not who don't know, we're talking about the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. <laughs> yes, and um, it was the Cosmonaut Variety Hour. I'm pretty sure that's his YouTube handle or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think I'm familiar with that. Yeah, channel. his name is Marcus. He did a little analysis on it, and I agree with this statement. He said something along the lines of. If you've already seen the original and you feel like you are missing something, it's worth it. If you okay. haven't seen the original and you feel like you have missed nothing, then you will have gained the same amount. Okay. Like. <laughs> That's not fair. That I don't... Yeah, okay. But he also said, like, that he feels like he has a cool superhero movie to watch. Now, and I completely agree with that. I had fun. The characters are more, like... They feel more fleshed out. Like, I feel like I care about them. It had a different plot. It had a different, like, characters had different motivations. It was all, it all felt very different. There was a different score. Like. Yeah. So it felt like I watched a new movie. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, you could break it up 
I broke it up. It was fine. I I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but Flash is my favorite hero. Right, so I went into I work and I was like, it. I'm going to go home. And they were like, okay. So I went home and then like by the middle of the day, I was like, hey, you want to watch Justice League? And we did. But it's, so uh, uh, so uh, someone in my chat is talking about how uh, like the Flash and Cyber, Cyborg are better in this. I've I, also heard that. Which I agree. That, I think Cyborg is the best character in this movie. That would be the reason I watched it. I feel like Cyborg was like given such a shit hand in the original version. Yes. And I mean, and the Flash... Like shit by the other characters. <laughs> the Flash is my favorite superhero of all time. So, like, I always want to see more of the Flash, which would yeah. be the only reason I'd say I was disappointed, because I just always want more. But I yeah. feel like it would have done way more justice. I feel like Cyborg was done amazingly, and I feel like, like I said, he was my favorite character in this movie. Um, Did they, they removed the whole like the flash falling on wonder rooms one yes. wonder woman's god thank yes. god that yes. was so <laughs> surprisingly uh the flash quips that made it into the movie uh always hit with me in this one and the original they didn't uh ezra miller is a funny person yeah uh i hope his last name is miller and i'm not fucking that up but, it is uh, it okay. is ezra miller is a funny person so like in the original movie i was kind of like man these are not hidden. I'm sorry, dude. And then in this one, I, he, he had me going. I he just fights people on the street in real life. She's a weird kid. Dude's weird. <laughs> like, dude is like a cop. Like, he's a good actor, but like, he also like fights people on the streets. He's fucking... I don't know anything about him. I just, you know. He... <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying like that. You should know. Just, it's a funny contrast that he's the Flash, but he like, it's like a legitimately like chokes Superhero. people out and like beats people who don't deserve oh. it on the street no it's not a good beating people oh, up on the street he's not like uh what's that guy's name phoenix joaquin no no um rivers no no <laughs> one of the stop, five stop. <laughs> if you haven't guessed it yet you're not gonna guess it i have to make sure i i have to make sure hold on go for it uh, there's a guy, a real-life superhero. Oh, is he in, like, Seattle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. No, no, Azrael's not being a superhero in real life. <laughs> He's just being a fucking... Phoenix no, Jones. Narcissistic actor. <laughs> um, His oh, Jones. yeah, I didn't he have to, like, yeah, I know, I think he had to stop recently. Yes, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I was watching like the mythos of it, but I. No, I'd watch a movie on. I'd watch a documentary on that. That sounds cool. There's one on YouTube. I I'll send you the link. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> um yeah okay so I don't know maybe I maybe so, I'll watch it okay. in chapters um like, just to see I, I recommend breaking it up unless you're like real committed. I mean I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to sit through it without stopping. Like Jesus, I'd have to like prepare. I would have to have like a bunch of snacks nearby. And, Hydration. Like, a bunch, of, like a gallon of water. Yeah. Um, bedpan, like it'd be a mess. Um, but overall, like I, I do, I did enjoy the movie. Okay, um, that's that's good. I think I'm coming around to it. I think I'm gonna watch it eventually. I didn't hate it. But uh, we're on. We're, well, we're talking about Zack Snyder and his DC comics. Um. There's two directors I want to talk about right now that I've just read articles on. Um, 
I think directors need to like actually start interacting with real life people again. <laughs> because I read an article where Zack Snyder didn't like the name of uh, the Dawn of Justice Batman vs Superman, and he said I wanted it, the title to be something more poetic. Do you know what his oh, yeah. example yeah. was? Son of the Sun son and of Night of Night. Yeah, yeah <laughs> somebody clipped that. I was saying that simultaneously. We'll put that at the beginning. Yeah. Of the, the Son of Sun, the <laughs> Night of Night. I went to art school and I've heard less <laughs> bullshit there. Yeah, like, I'm so fucking glad they didn't name it that. Zack Snyder, please. And then Steven Spielberg talking about Indiana Jones and possibly, like, passing off the mantle to being a female, because obviously Harrison Ford is old. He shouldn't have keep being Indiana Jones. He said, um... He had a son. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think he's... That is true. But anyway, he was talking about <laughs> the possibility of, like, a female Indiana Jones possibly happening, and he'd be like, yeah, but we'd have to change her, her last name to, like, Jonah's. That's not how last names work. What the <laughs> fuck? No, you would change her first name to Indianapolis, you asshole. Right, it was like, it was like, <laughs> no, you don't have to change the last name if they're a w- woman. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> Directors, uh, talk to real people, please. Yeah, that is so fucking funny. Um... <laughs> Someone in my chat said Harrison Ford is one interviewer asking him about Star Wars away from having a heart attack. <laughs> that's that's good. That's really good. Um, all right, uh, HBO Max. I think. Well, God, HBO. We're talking about a lot of HBO. You watched Kong vs. Godzilla yet? I did. That was good. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Now that we're on to that, um, I I really liked it. I thought it was I did good. Too. It's, like, the first movie where I think they nailed it with, like, the humans. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Uh, They kind of, like, kept them out of the fucking way, and their stories kind of didn't suck. There was one part that I didn't like. This um, one Godzilla blew a hole through the earth. I mean, that was insane. <laughs> um, how the fuck could he do that when he right. lost any fight in the last movie? Like, I don't understand. Anyway... Um, no, so there was a part earlier in the movie where the kid from Deadpool 2. Yeah. Took uh, me a minute to realize that's who that was, but yeah. Yeah, he was like, no, that's a Mecha Godzilla. And yeah. I was like, dang, that kid guessed this thing's fucking name. And then like 20 minutes later, the guy was like, my Mecha Godzilla. And yeah. I was like, dang, how'd that kid guess The this kid is name? the villain. What the fuck? Like, is this the guy's kid? I don't understand. Um, I thought that was kind of weird, but uh, that was, like, the main part that I was like, wow, that was dumb. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I, I, I genuinely think if you liked any of the other Monsterverse movies, you will like this movie. I think they did do a good job with the human part. I think the first Godzilla, they realized, wasn't that good because of the human aspect was too overbearing. Yeah, too much uh, first yeah. And now the new one, the main character is a conspiracy podcaster, so they're playing to me already. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like I don't like the it's it's is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, um, I thought the world building, um, I thought the world building. I talked to one of our uh, mutual friends about this. I think the world building of this movie was very interesting and very well done, especially like the Hollow Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah for sure. Like, visually, that was a very compelling place, and I don't even care that they gave Kong a weapon because of it. 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, though, like, when I saw the trailer for this immediately, yeah. I was like, man, I think Kong's gonna get his fucking ass kicked. Like, well, that's another thing I liked about this movie. There was a clear winner. Godzilla won. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that is something I'm glad. There's so many movies where it's like, Alien vs. Predator, or Freddy vs. Jason, or Batman vs. Superman, where, like, it's usually, like, a mutual, like, both sides win, humanity loses. Um, I mean, humanity still loses in this, like... Yeah, <laughs> there's no more Hong Kong. <laughs> Hong Kong's gone. Time, literally, like, I was, my, I was just, my mouth was ajar. <coughs> I was just like, holy fuck, that's insane. I kept yeah. saying to my dad, like, it's... They, they really went full, like, de- destruction. Which was cool, because Godzilla and Kong don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't give a shit. And it was really cool to watch, but at the same time, like, my... Tragic. To Tokyo, <laughs> or, I'm sorry. Oh, Hong Kong. Yeah, tragic. Um, But no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. It was a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Um... Kong Skull Island had a decent a human character had decent human characters. I agree with that. I thought Kong Skull Island um well yeah, filmed interesting right. and I, I think I like that movie. I, I I do too. I like the whole I, like the Vietnam War take on it. Like it felt like a Vietnam War movie mm-hmm. but like with monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm cool with. I I did I um it was like like a pla- um platoon, right? Yeah. Trying yeah, to I, like yeah. survive. I thought that was an interesting Interesting aspect. Um, I like that the human was the villain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I like... Twist. They did a good job of, like, subverting my expectations. Yeah. Many times. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty... I feel like every villain, other than Skull Island in this MonsterVerse, is an evil corporation trying to do something stupid. Which, I mean, is every Godzilla movie. Yeah, (laughs) as soon as I saw that, like whatever it was called, like, Cryoteca Labagins or whatever the fuck. I was Evil like, oh, Corporation gonna... Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's gonna be Mechagodzilla. Okay, got it. I'm cool. It's cool how they did Mechagodzilla. I thought Mechagodzilla actually looked pretty sweet. Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. I will say, though, I, I don't know if it's on tape, but I'm pretty sure you and I both pretty much called this entire movie, like, months Oh, ago. no, I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure we did. It's not that hard of a movie to call. It's... No, like we had it pretty much on the fucking nose. We were like, well, I mean, yeah. who knows if either of them will win? Either way, there's going to be another bad guy and they're going to team up. And then yeah. that's exactly what I think that's like every versus, except I don't know if Freddy versus Jason. I don't think anyone, like there was a third bad guy. I think they were just killing humans and each other. I think I think humans are the third bad guy, technically. I don't even think, uh, yeah. They to, what like, a slaughter fest. Each other, and then they set them on fire. Yeah. And then they both survive, because that's what slasher flicks are. Yeah. Those types of slasher flicks. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. We, we're we already, like, an hour in, and we have so much to cover. This is a mega episode, everyone. Buckle in, because we haven't yeah, been here for the last like, two weeks. Uh, feel it's, like I have a lot to talk about. So. I do, too. Um, so, I uh, HBO Max, Um, I watched Doom Patrol again. Highly recommend oh, I, that's it. My, that's next on my list after the Harley Quinn show. Yeah, well, I w- watch it. I agree. I my it's probably one of my favorite superhero shows. Um, I mean, Doom Patrol has is one of my favorite comic comics of all time. It has some of my favorite uh, arch arcs. Um, so if you guys, I my recommendation is if you like weird shows like Twin Peaks or like anything that is very like like very abstract. Um, watch Doom Patrol. It seems like a traditional superhero movie show, but it is not. Highly recommend it. 
I also have to finish the new Watchmen. I am only like uh, which like also was pretty episodes. good. I think I'm like I think I'm on the fourth episode. That was also pretty good. I I expected it to be pretty bad because it's hard to do Watchmen. But I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Finish. You'll finish it. I think that was interesting. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Fraser being like a lead in Doom Patrol is so nice. I, oh, I, he's he, in he's, Doom Patrol. That makes yeah. Really he's like one of the main characters. He um, which is he's amazing. It's so glad. I'm yeah. Exactly what you just said. Ghost hand. It, it warms my heart that people are giving him. Nice. jobs again he is he is phenomenal i didn't I mean, know he was in, i was already excited to watch the show now i'm a little more excited i like yeah, running Fraser yeah. a lot yeah he, he's great in it too he plays um robot man he's great nice um okay so i think that's all anything else on hbo um i have something kind of like hbo adjacent because i had to pay a lot of money to watch it <laughs> is that what things adjacent to hbo are it feels like it um well it, okay so i guess this is my crossover is i paid Askren pay-per-view no oh, we'll it was it was uh nobody have you seen oh nobody? i'm actually really excited to watch that dude it is so good why well, because you have to pay 20 bucks to rent it right, now, right? right you can either go to theaters but i mean a couple of my family members we rented it for 20 bucks uh, uh, check it out. It's it's amazing. I I think um if you anyone likes John Wick, um watch nobody. Bob Obendirk kills it. Absolutely kills it in this role. Nice. Um highly recommend. I'm not gonna say too much. It, it's like a working class John Wick. It's cool. great. Yeah, that's pretty much what I gained from the trailers. And also feels like it's been was edited by Edgar Wright at points, which was also pretty nice. It was okay. some pretty slick editing. Big fan, bad segue because we're about to talk about Jake Paul. Yeah, you're you're leaving this part of this conversation. <laughs> um, so it's only minorly connected to what we do, but it's still within our media type. So I'm pretty comfortable with it. Yeah, no, I mean we talk about whatever. <laughs> yeah, because you know Jake Paul is like a world famous YouTuber and stuff. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Jake Paul, quote unquote, world famous YouTuber and stuff, also professional boxer and blah, 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 could kick my ass for sure, um, went one on one with uh, former UFC fighter Ben Askren, who uh, clocked in at like an impressive like 18 and 2 record or something like that. I, I don't fucking know. I'll have to look. But uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, win loss record. Here we go. Uh, he's 19 and two. Yeah. 19 and two. And then he lost this most recent fight against, um, Jake Paul, but he now holds the record for the, the, uh, the fastest knockout in UFC history. Oh, damn. Being on the receiving end of like a 900 mile per hour knee to the forehead, which sent him to the fucking shadow realm. Um, in a, in a matter of like three seconds, and now he uh, also got knocked out by Jake Paul within the first like minute and a half of this fight. You can watch the whole thing on a Twitter clip. Uh, just look it up if you want. Um, yeah. All I really have to say about it is have fun, conspiracy theorists, because uh, it, it's it's interesting to watch. Uh, congratulations, Jake Paul. Good luck on your career pretty interesting to see what he's doing and he's got a lot of challengers in front of him so i don't really have a whole lot to say about it uh i don't i don't really think it was rigged i just want to put that out there publicly 
That's about it. It's our public. It's our the podcast stance. To the millions, our podcast stands as it's not rigged. Yeah, that's our stance. Right I'll back that up. I don't know what's happening, but I'll back that up. <laughs> we had to talk about it. We share a medium. That's true. No, I, I mean I agree. I think we can do absolutely anything we like. Someone in our medium beat a professional fighter in a professional fight. I'm talking. That's okay, so I have a segue when you're too done. I like, think like you could challenge him. Did you? you did you want? You want to tweet him? We should tweet him. No, I don't want to tweet Jake Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tweet him. Let's. Fight no, thank him. you. Um. <laughs> so okay, so kind of a segue uh, to someone who I also think fought i think he was in a fighting game um who is also has a notorious reputation who uh, unfortunately passed away uh a week and a half ago uh dmx which oh, is yeah. r.i.p dmx yeah dude I, I dmx like as much like this is fitting yeah i like i know like uh, obviously um, he suffered from addiction, which I don't think people should demonize that. I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, we shouldn't be celebrating a drug. Like, addiction is a disease, people. Like, he obviously had a troubled life. Fucking fuck off. <laughs> this is my general take uh, if you if you believe in that. Um, he, his songs rock. Like, yeah. um, and he was also acted, too. So, yeah. I, I so, yeah. Uh, Killer Mike did a little interview on tmz that i watched or like i like me some killer mike yeah and for the you know uh killer mike's just a really good guy and mm -hmm. he's also dmx really well and he, well, i remember run the run the jewels which is like one of my favorite groups the last like yeah, 15 years one half of the yeah jewels. the other one is lp yeah and uh he's one half the jewel <laughs> Sweet. That's not throwing shade. They're cool. Uh, no, they're, they're great. But yeah, Killer Mike is just just a cool guy, and he knew DMX, and he was just saying a lot of nice things. And in regards to his addiction and stuff, he was saying like, regardless of all the shit that DMX went through, um, no matter how much he was suffering, he still found a way to like power through that, show love in all the ways that he could, even though he was suffering. Yeah. So show love through suffering is uh, powerful. Agreed. Stuff. And I, uh, someone in my uh, chat, uh, Ghostan, brought up the like the argument that like earlier his songs did have some really rough things about it, like especially like against like gay people and stuff. But he also did turn that around later in his life, which was mm -hmm. what we want to see. We want to see people realize that they made mistakes grow. and grow, which he did. I, I, I I'm was sad to hear DMX pass, especially because of, like, his history and stuff, but, like, also, yeah. you can't tell me, you play, like, Rough Riders or anything, and you can't tell me that people aren't going to get fucking pumped. Shit pops. Like, Still. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, R.I.P. DMX. Just wanted to bring that up because he is, we brought up Daft Punk. Um, he is yeah, also no, acted. He, uh, he was an actor. Uh, his music was influential. Um, I heard a great argument for, like, he kind of, like, when Busta Rhymes died in, like, Tupac, like, he kind of came in with that, like, really hard, like, style of rap and um, kept it going in the late 90s, which, yeah, RB DMX. Um, uh, Busta Rhymes isn't dead. Not, who, okay, I'm thinking not Busta Rhymes, <laughs> yeah, never mind, disregard me, I'm an idiot. Um, I'm thinking Biggie. Tupac Biggie. <laughs> I'm thinking Biggie. <laughs> 
I was like, hold on a second. I need to Google this. <laughs> Don't listen to me. I'm bad with names. Um. So, yeah. I'm trying to... Popular podcast develops new hoax. Oh, God. <laughs> no one, quote, tweet me. <laughs> oh, God. Um. All right. I'm looking. There's like been a lot of stuff happening. I'm looking through any any news you want to talk about. I was like, go through all this, any all my news. notes. Uh, I I remember the the Jake Paul stuff. Um. Okay. Uh. So Indiana Jones Five is well. We kind of talked about why? that with Steven Spielberg saying that weird thing about the last name. Uh, also, why? Yeah. Why? Don't make Indiana Jones 5. Make Indianapolis Jones 1. Honestly, I don't want to see Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones anymore. I like Harrison Ford, but he is also like 70. I kind of like living under the assumption that Indiana Jones had one last terrible mission and lived out the rest of his life knowing he had a terrible mission and just died of the inevitable cancer that he received from all of the exposure to radiation. To aliens. He climbed out of the fucking fridge. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, that movie really was bad. That's all oh I have to say about gosh. that. Gosh, I recently went through and watched them again, and I watched the first one, and I was like, "This movie's so cool. It's so interesting. I like what's going on. It's old, but like, it's kind of like holds up still, like in yeah. terms of like effects and stuff." And then I watched the second one and the third one, and I was equally excited. And I watched the fourth one, and I was like, "All right, I've seen this hunk of shit before." Uh, I wonder if it's gotten any better and my expectations went up a little bit I was like it's fucking new it's gonna have new effects it's gonna be cool and literally within the first 15 minutes I was like man this is gonna be rough yeah it was it was and it was it was not it, good and it, and it was very rough it's not good uh talking about franchises that probably should have ended long ago but I'm kind of happy they're not if I say what Star Wars I mean, I. Although they do have a new series coming up. No, I'm talking about Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of fucking that, all that we, stuff that you said. Uh, yeah, we have three more up, ep- three more after this. I'm pretty sure. I think three. No, we have two more. I think they oh, said there's this is like my. gonna be another three. Um, it's F9. I'm so upset they're not going to space. <laughs> Just go to space already. This at this point, this movie feels like the show Archer, right? Like it was it really kind of like normal. They did like normal shit, and then all of a sudden, they're like fucking doing murder mysteries and going to the moon and going oh. under the ocean and actually doing all this weird shit. Have you watched the trailer? Uh, I don't think so. So I think you might movie. actually like this twist on this, and oh. I think. There's a wrestler, John Cena. Yeah, John Cena is um <laughs> is uh, what's his face's brother, Dom's brother. Dom's who... brother John Cena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which... And his mortal enemy, The Rock. <laughs> yeah, which I don't even think The Rock's in the. Maybe he is. I think Rock hates him so much that he's so fucking. Dumb, um, dude. I still anyway. vouch for Fast and Furious Seven being actually good <laughs> for how stupid that it is. The one where they jumped the fucking car between skyscrapers. Yeah, and the one where The Rock flexes his uh, yeah, yeah, cast yeah. off. So I don't know. I won't watch it. But maybe I'll watch <laughs> it when it's like on Netflix. Um, but I honestly I, would rather just watch Hobbs and Shaw too. I haven't I even seen Hobbit the first one. Job. I thought that movie was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I wish I could just... 
I when I watched that movie, I tried to remove the fact that these guys were from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> like, uh, uh, they all have to watch it. <laughs> that know each other from the past. I thought that was an interesting movie. It was a lot less flex out of my fucking cast, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um but, uh, yeah, that's that's a real thing. That's a thing happening. So, if all my Fast and Furious also, fans out there, you're getting another one. Star Wars has a new series coming out. Series? Uh, television? I we, I, God, I really hope they go to be, space. It wouldn't be television, it'd be Disney. Uh, okay, well, do, before we talk about TV shows, do we want to talk about... Uh, I have one more movie I want to talk about. Well, two. Before uh, we... We've really spent all over the place, so... Three. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to wrangle us back in because we have been jumping between every single medium. We went from boxing to music to Fast and Furious. Um, So there's three other movies I want to talk about um, before we jump into the shows because there's some shows I want to talk about too. Um, Have you seen The Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson? I think so like a long time ago. I I remember it being funny. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, how is it not funny if you have Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson in it? But um. Reynolds, like, even when he's bad, he's really good. Yeah, the the new trailer for the next, or sequel, uh, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard came out, uh, well, the teaser came out a week ago, and it has, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, and Selma Hayek in it, and it I looks like pretty, f- I like all three of them, it looks funny, I, I like the whole idea of, like, Ryan Reynolds being the bodyguard trying to, it, like, the whole premise is, like, Ryan Reynolds is the bodyguard trying to take vacation from all his psychological distress Samuel Jackson caused him, who is, like, the greatest hitman in this world. Um, but I, it seems like in this trailer that Salma Hayek is, uh, Samuel Jackson's wife, and she goes and finds Ryan Reynolds' character, and he gets thrown into it again, and he's just distressed the entire time, but it looks really funny. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I, I, I like Ryan Reynolds. Like I said, I, I like all those, those people. Yeah. They're good. Um, interesting. Yeah, the second one, I, I think... Uh, have you seen the Shang-Chi trailer? Yes. I think uh, that it looks good. I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, it has... When I watched the trailer and they did that like subway thing where the person was like about to fall out and he caught yeah. them, but it was high speed with like crazy action and cgi i was like damn i feel like i'm in a fucking modern time jackie chan right yes and that was kind of cool i'm kind of excited for that i i the only thing i'm kind of wish they would have done is i looked at the director the director is um an asian american from um honolulu um who says like he's an indie indie filmmaker which i'm always for indie filmmakers i kind of wish they would have gone and got like a director from hong kong who like ha- like who has a background in Hong Kong cinema like more specifically right. like that stuff because I think like that would have translated better kind of like how they got Taika Waititi to come do Thor Ragnarok and bring his humor into it. Um, right, right. I wish they would have kind of done the same, but I mean, it also it looks fun. It looks good. I like Aquafina a lot. I think she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks good. It looks good. I really hope we get Fing Fang Foom. Um, for those who don't know, Fing Fang Foom is an alien dragon. I hope he appears. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that the Mandarin is getting the respect he deserved. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, damn, finally. Holy shit. That's cool, though, that Uh, it's, like, its own thing, kind of, instead of it being, like, a droplet in an Iron Man movie. It's 
sort of more about the Ten Rings. Yeah. No, it absolutely does, and I, I think um, that's something we talked about in our Iron Man episode, our first yeah. episode of the show ever, is that uh, we kind of wish they would have done more with the Ten Rings of the Mandarin, because he is such a good villain. Um, so, seeing that he's appearing now um, with the Ten Rings, very exciting. Um, we all back, uh, ghost hands where it, heart, it warms my heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, uh, Ghost Hand, uh, it's uh, a shame we won't have an Iron Man Mandarin interaction. I agree, because the, I think the Mandarin yeah. first appeared in Iron Man comics. Um, but, but, I mean, I mean... We might have an Iron Heart Mandarin in That is true, that is true. You know, there will be... I, I can almost guarantee there will be someone in some kind of suit of armor uh, meeting him at some point, if yeah. he makes it. God, you know how excited I would be if Fing Fang Foom was the big bad guy in Phase Four. <laughs> like, oh, anyway, I don't think they would do it because I don't think a Galactic Alien Dragon is on their list of <laughs> Phase Four villain. But Gamma, God damn it, give me Fing Fing Foom. Fing Fang Foom. Not on their list of Phase yeah, Four villains. That's true. I want me some Fing Fang Foom. Could be good. Uh, Shout he is so cool. Shout out, to Fing Fing. Shout out to Fing Fang Foom for being a cool ass giant dragon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I that popped out today. I think. Um, uh. Yeah. Today or yesterday. Yeah. I, I I thought it was really good. I watched it twice. I I enjoyed it. Um. And yeah, I mean, it was only the teaser. So hopefully we get a actual trailer soon i also i mean it's so weird nowadays like teasers are like three minutes <laughs> like okay yeah. it's a trailer <laughs> um then i hope we get um an internals trailer that's the one i'm kind of interested in seeing how that's going to play out um oh, soon Eternals. a trailer dropped for uh there was a flash teaser and there was oh my gosh jupiter Immortal Jupiter, is that what it's called? Uh, I don't Jupiter know. Legacy? Oh, this sounds familiar, but I don't know what that is. Yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. I don't know what it is either, and I didn't see the trailer, and I don't know anything about it, but I just know that it's a thing that happened. Yeah. Jupiter's Legacy appears to be based off of a pair of books, maybe, written by Mark Miller and Frank... Quietly, that's that's all I got from a quick YouTube search. Not going any further than that. Just thought the people should know that that trailer exists. For sure. Um, I, I I've heard the theory that the Eternals trailer is waiting for um the director uh, Chloe Zhao. I think that's how you say her last name. If I pronounce it wrong, I'm sorry. Um, if she's nominated for directing Nomenland for an Oscar, so I think. Oh, okay. Disney might be waiting for her to actually like win that because I've heard Nomad Land is like really good. I haven't seen it yet though. Um so oh, like loved it. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard it's really good. Um so I think they might be waiting for her to like win an Oscar so they can put on the trailer from award Oscar winning director. Which I mean, I guess that's marketing for you. Uh it's a sequel to the Jupiter's Ascending. Oh. Interesting. I did not know that. Made by the Wachowskis sisters. That's cool. Um, that is really cool, actually. I I don't I didn't watch Jupiter Ascending, but I mean the Matrix. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, so. Uh... I like the Matrix. Um. All right. 
So the last movie I want to talk about one talk about is one that I think I've, we've talked about every single episode of our show. We have a trailer for Army of the Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't finish it. Is that you didn't finish the trailer? A, yeah, is that a hint of anything? I I uh, had the mini Batista montage, and I was like, oh wait, I have to go wash my sweet hair. Yeah, I um all my previous comments stand. I don't know. <laughs> I like previous episodes. It did answer one of my questions, like I guess Vegas is the only place infected yeah, and it's walled off. Yeah. I'm calling it now. It's going to end up with somehow one of the people getting infected and spreading it to the rest of the world, the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. That seems right. Uh they'll get back to base camp and like be like eh. Yeah. <laughs> um. It seems like they are they're going the intelligent zombie route. So kind of like what is it? Yeah, um. They were talking and like collabing. They were like a zombie cult. Yeah. Which is oh fuck. It's not Dawn of the. It's like the Dawn of the Dead sequel that has that. Um. Where they have like actual like. You like tie that lady up in the basement. And she's like brains. Yeah, it, maybe it's a, it's a city of the living dead. I don't. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll watch it. Maybe I like zombie movies, but I don't know if this one will be good. Yeah, I mean, semi setting and zombies are smart. I, I think it's are like smart, like literally, and also like a smart idea can make them interesting and more of a threat. Um, I'm sure I'll watch it. Yeah. displeasingly i don't know like i said i already have a top tier zombie film in the number one yeah. slot so it's gonna take a lot to... right there's so many zombie movies that i have like hold really high regards for yeah. <laughs> and Zack snyder after hearing him wanting to name okay so if Zack snyder wanted to uh call uh the batman vs superman son of son night of night what do you think he wanted to name this movie <laughs> I guarantee Army of the Dead wasn't his choice. Maybe. Yeah, no. <laughs> the know. gambling man's fallacy or something <laughs> like something nonsensical. Mark zombies sprint beneath the moon. Yeah, something like that. Um, it. I yeah. I mean, I probably will watch. It. We'll probably watch it actually for this fucking podcast. Like, okay. Any future filmmaker that is one of the millions that is watching this podcast right now, hear me out. If you are thinking about making a zombie movie, take a step back. Watch Train to Busan. Ask yourself, is my movie better than this? And, and if the answer is no, make a new movie. And take don't a lesson remake from eight and a half. it. You don't have to take a lesson from eight and a half. You do not have <laughs> to make a movie. You can just burn the script and make a new one. If it's exactly. Not than exactly. If it is, well, I'll be the judge of that. You can give it a try, I guess, if you want. Yeah. Um, Ghost Hand said The Dead Knights of Sinland, which actually I'd like that title a lot. Uh, that actually sounds like a <laughs> that, that I would play. That actually sounds like a movie I'd watch. Or a like, movie I would watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that sounds actually pretty sweet. Um, oh, God, there's, okay, there's some, some other movie news I want to talk about. Last thing. Um, Dead Knights of Sin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're getting a Knives Out two and three. Oh yeah, I saw that they. Uh, but like it's it's like 
Yeah, so I I really liked Knives Out. I thought it was really fun. I I love the whole like clue genre style movies, and I thought Daniel Craig was absolutely hilarious in it. Guy's a legend. So I mean, it sounds like he's all he's reprising the he's reprising the role for two and three. So it could be good, but I don't know why they went for Netflix. But it was a four hundred million dollar plus deal, so I understand why they did. That's a lot of knives. That's a lot of knives. Um, I kind I hope someone like uh, I saw like uh, theory crafting was like I hope they do the same like the, they keep the same cast for each of the movies, but have them playing different characters and have like do the whole like murder mystery thing in different yeah. places like a train, like a cruise. That cool. like an anthology. Um, yeah. but I could also just watch Daniel Craig's character solving <laughs> murder mysteries all. Yeah. Um. All right. So television. New Star Wars? Uh, Yeah, there's a new Star Wars, but I forgot that we were talking about that, so I didn't get a chance to do that. Okay. New Star Wars. Is it the Obi-Wan? There is an Obi-Wan show, but that's not the one that I was talking about. Oh, well, you're looking that up. Uh, So we just talked about the Knives Out 2 and 3 getting a $400 million Deal. Uh, the Amazon's Lord of the Rings season one is over $450 million. <laughs> it's the most expensive television show ever made. I don't know how to... F- I'm excited because I like Lord of the Rings. That's a huge budget. I just saw yeah. that. It's a huge it's, budget. This show's called The Bad Batch. Oh, is it like clones? Yes. It is everything... It looks to be everything I ever wanted. I've been saying for years, like, you should take an isolated stormtrooper story and make something fun out of it. Yeah. That's like everything I'm seeing right now. Is it animated or is it? It appears to be. Which I mean, Clone Wars was sweet. Um, What was that one game? Republic Commando? Yeah, it's Republic Commando style series. Hell yeah, man. Republic Commando was such a cool game. And you said the Amazon's Lord of the Rings? Yeah, 450. 50 million US dollars. Wow. 650 million for New Zealand dollars. Four times the cost of Game of Thrones. <laughs> they better they better hit <laughs> do good. <laughs> like I also I guess they had an MMO connected to it which was canceled, which kinda sucks. Um but I mean it only spans over the course of like years. What could they do wrong? Yeah, I mean they only have the first, second, and third age. Um, I don't know what the, I wonder if they're touching on, I wonder if they're going off like the Cimmerillion or, uh, Well, I mean, they'll use the Cimmerillion for, well, yeah, stuff, but like, <laughs> I hope they do. They have to, I think, I th- I mean, I'm pretty sure they have to. Anyway, um, I'm wondering if, I mean, it is the Lord of the Rings, right? So it's after the 60 year period between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, and it'd be yeah. like anywhere between that point and after. Or, I guess, in theory, it could be, like, a story about the before four times. Yeah, when they actually got the rings. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Like, when yeah, all like, the rings were... Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like, when the men, the elves, and the dwarves were, like, gifted the rings and, like, sort of, like, what happened because of that. That might be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Ghost said... I don't uh, know if that's part of the Lord of the Rings or if it's part of something else. I'm not certain. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ghost said, I hope you get a slice of life stuff with all the races. 
be like cool to see some episodes about dwarven society and stuff yeah i mean i would be it'd be cool i i I agree with that i would love to see like i kind of hope it's before lord of the rings like it'd be cool to like see the dwarfs when they were in like um whatever the place is called mines of moria and stuff like that like when it was actually inhabited maybe like see how it fell yeah i am i'm excited it would be cool if they did like each episode kind of like a different story yeah oh Um, of episodes and shows oh and i know exactly what you're going to talk about the witcher 2 just wrapped filming a couple weeks uh, ago I, there was something else i was yeah the Witcher season two i should say not the witcher 2 um but the witcher season two just just wrapped filming a couple weeks ago i, I still only watched the first season about that you, you thought that's what i was gonna say but it wasn't so now i'm extra excited blow my mind uh love death and robots season two coming out in may in like two weeks season two love death and robots is one of my favorite things netflix has ever produced Uh, may 14th i will probably watch every single episode may 14th that is really really it came out of nowhere and i was so excited it was announced 22 hours ago um i love it yeah i am a sucker for anthology things um and my god i'm so excited love death and robots are is so good yeah anthologies are such an underrated format i agree i think anthologies are especially like the anthologies that have been becoming really popular lately are like taking a bunch of different directors and having them direct different episodes in their own styles and it is so cool the abc's of death also do that uh vhs does that um Love, Death, and Robots was honestly probably my favorite thing Netflix has done. So, I am excited. I've also been making my way through still, slowly but surely, Man in the High Castle. Would recommend. Also good. good. Favorite Um, short of, uh, ooh, this is a cushion for both of us. Uh, Favorite short of uh, Love, Death, and Robots, Shane? Do you have one? Um... I really, really, really like the one about the, uh, I don't believe she has a name, but she is presumably, it's implicitly Irish. She has red hair and an accent and she's in space. Oh, is it the one where it's like in her mind? I think. I don't think she's dreaming. She has to, uh, take her, her thing off to get through space. Yeah. Or the parasite. Parasite one was so fucking cool. Like the giant space parasite that took over the space station. That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. And like the depths of space. That one was really fucking cool and broke my brain the first time I saw it. Yeah, I, um, yeah, no, agree. Also I the think... cats and the yogurt, like, they're all good. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, a favorite. if I had to pick Go. one, I think uh, Zima Blue was my favorite one, which was the one about the, like, robot advancing who was like a who was a pool cleaner and wanted to mm-hmm. advance um and like realized like the happiness wasn't doing um being was so good yeah oh they're all so good there i i don't think there's one i didn't like um the one with the farmers in the meccas was so that sweet was amazing they honestly like i I, I don't know if there was an episode I didn't like. I especially liked how different they each were. Yeah, the styles were all different. The storytelling mm-hmm. was all different. Um, yeah, and they all stand out in my mind as like independent things from each other. And it, it was yeah, just, it, it was so good. Like there was like yeah. the vampire one. That one was cool. One. 
was the werewolf one was really cool I, I the animation i wasn't the biggest fan of but i still really liked it um yeah. the one who uh, the i think the witness was one the one that blew my mind where it was like mm -hmm. the woman and the dude keep in that time loop like killing yeah, yeah that, they're all of them good I, that's why i'm so excited yeah so they, excited they were all the Soviet one was so aesthetically awesome and so yes. brutal. That one is the most brutal one, but also yeah, so good. It was, it was oddly touching. I don't know. It's weird. It's always weird in my brain when things like that cause me to have like an emotional reaction, but it's only weird because I think about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it is an elicited emotion. It's it's only weird because it's aliens. Right. <laughs> but like they do. Uh, they do a really good job of everyone that they enlisted to help make that show does a phenomenal job. It is, and it stands for everything I always am saying. Give more artists around the world a spotlight. Um, yes. And it helps break up the monotony of Hollywood and all the blockbusters because obviously those are all places where like, you have to make a certain type of movie to really make money so you kind of get the similarity. But like when you start like branching out, um, exploring other artists from everywhere around the world you get some very unique stories and very interesting things like love death and robots which is absolutely yep. a gem if you haven't seen it creative keep people keep being creative exactly um kind of a very creative two very creative people um from uh, australia or new zealand i can't remember um uh, their show uh Wellington Paranormal, which is a spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows, is finally coming to the United States. Uh, so that's uh, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi's show. Okay. Uh, which cool. is about a bunch of cops in the What We Do in the Shadows universe. So it's like a mockumentary about uh, a police force dealing with paranormal. It's, it's I haven't seen any of it because it's only been in Australia. But now like um, HBO Max is getting... It so in the next couple of months we should be able to get it and I'm excited to watch that more than most. Okay, um, that sounds good. Uh, and then the last thing I think I got, which is a question to you, uh, there is a because I know you love Jeopardy. <laughs> I do like Jeopardy. There is a big debate on who should be a host. Okay. Who do you think? I have an idea who I think I want to be host. Like who the next host should be. Yeah. Who do you think like, or the, like new... the next permanent? next permanent host like who do you think should take up that mantle oh geez i don't know um maybe ben stein i honestly haven't put a whole lot of thought into this i just, it's been a debate that's the only reason i've put thought um, into it i've kind of just been along for the ride i am curious i know dr oz was on there he did pretty good uh aaron Rodgers was on there the last couple weeks and anderson cooper's on there right now yeah. So Aaron Rodgers did okay. I don't know though. I think I think he uh, should just keep playing football. Yeah. You want to come back and do Jeopardy later, maybe. But I don't know. I landed on Ben Stein, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I so I know this is like the popular choice, but I fully believe that it should be uh, Lavar Burton. Okay. I mean, he was great in Raiding Rainbow. He is, like, one of the most wholesome human beings on this earth. Um, he's just, like, you hear his voice, and he is, like, everyone knows him. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's And he fine. wants it. He wants to be it. Okay. Like, I don't think anyone, I don't think there's anyone who has showed this much interest in getting the job. 
if he's interested and it's something that he cares about, I think he should do it. Yeah. Because I, I watched a really touching tribute to Alex, Alex Trebek. And, um, that was like one of the things that hit most about that guy is like how much he really enjoyed what he did. Yeah. Um, he really cared about Jeopardy. He was the first one in the office and the last one to leave. He helped write all the questions. He did the research. He knew the questions. He, you know, was like committed like all the way to the very end because he really, really, really loved what he did and the people that he worked with and the people that he like provided this entertainment for. And I think that to even come close to having someone like that, the person has to like really have yeah. the desire to want to be there. And, and I think he does. F, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this article right now where he even says, I think my whole career is an advertisement for being the host of Jeopardy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that actually <laughs> warms my heart. Right, which wow. is true. LeVar Burton is like one of the most wholesome human beings. Like from reading Rainbow, uh, Star Trek, uh, like everything yeah. he appears in. I, he made an appearance in the Eric Andre show, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I Honestly, like, is, is anyone else like campaigning for it? I don't, that, not that, that I know. Because... No one immediately came to my mind because I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Um, it's not... No one's paying me to think about it. So I've... Been <laughs> That's fair. Kind of along for the ride because me, like most people, I, you know, I miss Alex. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of taking Jeopardy for what it is and enjoying every episode and... Whoever the permanent host is, I, I hope they enjoy it as much as he did and, you know, do the job well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Are get emotional in this podcast? Holy uh, shit. Dude, are we, I, we've gotten emotional a couple <laughs> times. Uh, let me just scroll through this, That's make sure. Let's and make I'm out of Mountain Dew. I know, Taco Bell, email me. <laughs> uh, oh, we got the second trailer for Loki. That looks good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm actually really excited for Loki. It actually does look really good. Awesome. Owen Wilson always hits for me, man. Um, I actually did a 60-second trailer review on my YouTube, so go check that out on it, but I, uh, I'm i excited. I think my general takeaway from it is optimistically cautious. <laughs> Be, uh, yeah, always cautious, man, with Disney. Like, but, uh, until but, they earn my trust, Yeah. I'm always going to approach everything with pretty much exactly as you described it. I mean, the only reason I came into Falcon and the Winter Soldier with any sort of confidence is because it was spelled out so clearly what it was. Yeah. And, and it was kind of easy to read. At this point, it's like, anytime they're going to try to take something a little out of the ordinary or weird, like, I'm putting my expectations, or, or I'm cautiously, whatever you said, cautiously optimistic, yeah, cautiously yeah. optimistic. I think it looks good though. I think um Yeah. I think it looks good. I like it. It looks fun. I think it looks fun. Hopefully it stays fun. Um yeah, that's that's it in the news. I, I like unless you have anything. I just want to say to the Disney rep listening, um take notes. <laughs> yeah, obviously mine us, mine our podcast well, for everything. We will we we'll, we like money too, so I like money, you like money, I'm an idea tank, you're an idea... <laughs> exactly. Something? Sucker? I, yeah, siphon? Is that... Siphon? That sounds You mean, crush but... ideas? <laughs> <laughs> we can help. Exactly. 
Um, uh, all right. So with that, so let... that we're almost two hours in. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, fucking second. Yeah, dude, this is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done. Uh, let's yeah, wrap this up in 15 minutes. I don't think we're going to talk about Scott Pilgrim for 15 minutes. Not a chance. Uh, all right. Let's. I don't know that. No. You know that whole like, but like eight bit. Uh, insert music here. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was time for Scott Pilgrim vs. World. God, I love this movie. I just want to say that yeah. up front. Um, I but, have a lot to, to say. Yeah. So, um, for those who don't know, this week we are talking about Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, a movie that came out in 2010. It was supposed to be out for its 10 year anniversary last year, but we all know due to COVID, it was not being able to be released in theaters again. So, it is now currently being released in theaters. Um, I fell in love with this movie when I first saw it in theaters. I saw it four times. I had to check again. I saw it four times in theaters when it was out. Um, I just have to say, we we did the Scott Pilgrim podcast because of the 10-year anniversary, and we played Portal 2 because of the Portal 2 10-year anniversary. That is true. Because, that is true. We should have been. We should, of those, we should, we should, yeah, exactly. It's in our brains. We should have. We should be playing the Scott Pilgrim game tonight. But I don't even know if you can buy it anymore. Oh, that's true. Um, but Portal game. really did have its uh, ten year. But also, see, Scott Pilgrim. Like we, yeah. I didn't even know Portal had a ten year anniversary. I did, God, they, that's crazy. Um, yeah. but yeah, Scott you, Pilgrim yeah. versus the world. Um, so I think this movie. I'm gonna compare it to Catcher in the Rye here and yeah the book um i think scott pilgrim vs the world i also did a review a 60 second review of scott pilgrim vs the world um it's on youtube it came out like a week or two ago what the it's a youtube shorts it was a 60 second thing um you'll get you if you're here listening here you get the full take that was just 60 seconds i had to say a bunch of words really fast um well, but catcher in the right. Knife from my back. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully coins pop out. So, uh, so catcher in the right. Catcher in the right. So Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Catcher in the Rye are the similar. When you first read, well, at least this was my feeling. When I first read Catcher in the Rye, sophomore year of high school, I was like, yeah, everyone's a phony. <laughs> like Hayden, okay. I think his name, was like someone it was like, ah, oh, this is relatable. Um, I watched Red Catcher in the Rye like a year ago, and I, I hate him now. <laughs> I still think the book is good, but he is so fucking insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is the same way. I think when I watched it when I was a junior, senior in high school, I was like, hell yeah, this is my life. I mean, because it was. Like, the music is, like, the music I listen to, all the video game references are something that I hold, and thank you for that name. Mutiny. Um, <laughs> I knew it was someone. Thank you. Uh, you're the best. Um, uh, so when I watched it first in like high school, I was like, yeah, this movie is everything. Movie, uh, music re- that I love, uh, video game references. They all are just like hanging out. This is how I picture like my late teens, early 20s to be. Um, it's all very relatable. It's something I wanted to be. Like that like scene was something I wanted to be. But now watching it, now, like in my late 20s, I still love the movie, but everyone in the movie is insufferable. <laughs> but it's because <laughs> yeah. but it's because they're in their early 20s. It is a right. movie that reflects the early 20s so well. It's like a reflective piece now. Like, I think the only people who aren't insufferable are, like, Knives and, like, Kim. <laughs> but, like, 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's the point, Gosan. Scott is a piece of shit. In the yeah. graphic novels, he is a piece of shit. These characters are not good characters. Um, not, I'm not saying good characters in a sense like they're badly written. I think they're great characters written, but sure. like they are all not great, not good people, um, which is so like reflective on I feel like your everyone's early 20s. It's like not knowing what's going on, making really stupid choices that can hurt people, um, and just doing dumb decisions. Doing whatever and you I, want. Yeah, doing whatever you want. Yeah, just doing what, like, what, like, just doing things, like, for whatever, and, um, and it's still a great movie, like, my, my, that's why I'm comparing to Catching the Rye, like, Catching the Rye, you kind of relate to Holden, thank you again for letting me know the name, uh, kind of being like, yeah, everyone's a phony, I'm the only one who knows what's up, it's a very, like, high school way of thinking, Mm -hmm. um, and now reading it now, it's like, come on, get your shit together, Holden. Grow up, kid. (laughs) Yeah. fucking punk. Yeah, and it's the same way with Scott Pilgrim vs. World. Like, you watch it in a high school. When I watched it in high school, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like what I want to be like. Like, this rules. I want to be a superhero. I want to beat up my enemies with yeah. a sword and they're going to explode with money. I want to be in a cool indie band named <laughs> Sex Bomb. Like, and then it's like, later in life, it's like, damn. I can't this, even play an instrument. Uh, yeah, exactly. I can't even play an <laughs> instrument. But, uh, yeah. It, it, but, other than that, it's movie still holds up i still think it is i i think it is the best translation from a comic book or graphic novel into a movie there has been the reasoning being is that it fully embraces what a comic book is like a lot of marvel movies dc movies they all embrace the storylines of these mm-hmm. mediums edgar wright took Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the graphic novel, and incorporated the Amanama Pias, like the booms, the bangs, yeah, yeah. Um, how they he edited with headers and liners and like gutters. Um, he Using took the title text all the time. Exactly. Um, you, we actually get scenes in the movie of like actual parts of the graphic novel. Like it embraces the medium full, full, like full heart, like. He took what it means to be a graphic novel and put it into a movie, which you don't really see often. Yeah, no, I, I think they did a fantastic job. Overall, like, so I don't really, I've never read the source material, so I don't have yeah. a fair comparison. Oh, but I've, I think yeah. that almost helps because, like, I agree completely. Like, it does feel like a comic book on film. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of a, you know, I feel like I'm going to say this a lot. It's a testament to Edgar Wright, man. The guy's a fucking genius. Um, I mean, he's my probably my favorite director. The, the number one word that comes to my mind, oddly enough, when I watch this movie, is sexy. Because it's like, every <laughs> yeah. part of it, I'm just like, damn, that was cool. And it, then I watch another part, and I'm like, damn, that was cool. And it's, it's like always keeping yeah. me interested. And it, yeah, it was good. It's so consistent. It's so consistant. <laughs> Um, I, as Ghost Hand says, I think Michael Cera was more pathetic than douchey in the movie. Um, well, the comic Scott was a dumb but confident and outgoing guy. I agree. I think that was uh, something. I've so I I was lucky to go to a school that had every book of uh, Scott Pilgrim. So when I was supposed to be nice. studying, I was actually sitting in the back of the library reading those graphic novels. Um, so I, I agree. Um, Edgar Wright cheats when he edits yeah so 
and that's like one of the things I wanted to talk about when we yeah. were doing this is uh you know, since I've watched the movie I've I've had a fair amount of time to like think about this. Uh, which is probably unfair for me, but it's crossed my mind a few times, and I don't know how I'm going to ask it, so I'm just going to ask it, I guess. Yeah. I'd been thinking, if there was another person to put in the director's seat, who do you think would fit the bill? Taika Waititi. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that, um, that's a good one. But I also don't think there is another director who could do it. And like that's kind of where I kept landing. A couple people came to mind for me, but like... I... I don't know. I don't know why I would. Uh, yeah. Why so I would do that. So uh, I'm gonna. Okay. Let me explain why I said Edgar Wright is cheating when he edits. Um, because this is this is also a hint and help and tip to anyone out there who wants to edit videos. Um, when you start editing videos, the or editing anything for impact, the best way to do it is find a song. Um, or any music that fits what you're doing, put it in the background while you're editing and edit your cuts to the beats of the song. It is something everyone, all new video editors are taught. Um, it is something that is done. Edgar Wright cheats because he takes that idea and makes it a movie. But it works so damn well because of it. He is known for his editing because it flows like music. It cuts when it needs to cut. It has impact. It has comedic impact. Like, it's so tight. Yeah. Um, I think because of that, it keeps you keeps you really engaged. Absolutely. Your eyes are constantly moving, but they're not just they're not just moving aimlessly. This man is literally telling you and showing you where to move your eyes. It it it's. The cuts are with purpose. It's not cutting mm-hmm. like two people are having a dialogue and you're cutting over their shoulder because just so it doesn't get boring that you're not staring at the right. same thing all the time. He's cutting for comedic value or to show you something. Like we get quick um, like whips into zoom-ins in, on people's faces with their reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... Um, there's one part that I know specifically. There's a yeah. man walking across the screen and it's it's the... It's when Scott's like hallucinating and he's like just going through the motions and he keeps showing up in places. Yeah. So he like walks across the screen and it transitions like into the garage or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like so seamless and perfect. But what I noticed in that moment is that this man is literally controlling where my eyeballs go. Oh, absolutely. He has he has full control of what you are watching. Um which can be overbearing at times. I don't think, I mean, personally, I love his type of editing. It doesn't overbearing. I've heard, like, people say, like, his editing style can be, like, a little bit too much if you want something slower. But, like, I love his style. Um, so I, I, but I understand that. Um, but, yeah, he wants, he uses the visual component of filmmaking to tell you what is going on. Um, a lot of, like, it's, I mean, it's, like, the core of filmmaking. He just does it so well. Um specifically i would show anyone who wants to learn like what good editing is about telling a story or emotions i would show them the clash at demon head that whole um jumping from scott to ramona to ivy to todd like with um ramona and scott in the audience um ivy and todd on stage like just how he jumps between all their facial 
just like and he's jumping with the beats of the yes. song um and then but like we're also getting the reactions like no words like obviously we were like being led to like why this is a conflict like especially before it's like oh like special the whole port where ramona's like oh i know him and scott's like oh yeah and then like ivy's like oh no like it hits the song at the yeah, same time yeah. it's so sweet and then the next like 30 seconds are just cuts of seeing people's reactions uh-huh. and you just get the tensity of like the scene like what's going on yeah. um again something we've talked about before the value of saying something while saying nothing yep show no don't tell it's the most valuable thing you can do in a, as a filmmaker show don't tell um and again he did like i uh, it's so good i i love this movie still i um yeah it's only my second time watching it um it it was really fun fun is like a perfect word to describe mm-hmm. it but it's not like I don't know. It's not like fun, like watching a like Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, which is I think comparable to watching a cartoon, right? It's like you kind of know what you're getting into. There's two monsters; they're gonna fight. Um, This is fun. In the perfect comparison to use is like exactly what it is, right? It is fun, like reading a comic book is fun. In the way that each turn of the page, like you kind of don't know what to expect, and your eyes are constantly moving in each each piece of this book is different than the last. That's like the fun that I was experiencing this whole time. It was like each moment was just like a fresh new thing and it was cool and always moving and energetic and it never really let up. Like even in the parts of like the storyline where there should be like a quote unquote, like lull, I guess like the drama of what's happening or whatever. It was still like that. The, the filmmaking of it is still very high energy even though like the energy of the room is very low yes absolutely and um, that keeps me super fucking engaged right i i, I never really thought of it like how you're ta- saying it but like it's it's an incredibly engaging film i there's not any time where like you want to walk away or do something else because you you feel you're gonna miss something yeah once i started i i didn't stop like yeah there was no it wasn't like I, I should pause this and think about this. It was just like each part was just keeping keeping me on. Like, and and I can understand if people had an issue with that type of pacing. Yeah, because it, right. it's kind of quick, but also like I really like it. Like it. Like no, I love the, the pacing. It, it literally makes me feel like I'm scanning through the pages of a comic book. Yeah, that's what that's that's why I say that's why. Uh, I say that I think it's the best representation yeah. of a comic book and film. Um, yeah, these... it's, it's pretty perfect. Um, in that regard. Yeah, and along with the directing and uh, I, the acting, the actors and actresses they have in this film is yeah. insane. Uh, you have. Yeah, it is an all-star cast. Like, there's all-star. not anyone in this movie that isn't like an a-lister and and, you know we've talked in the past about how it's like you have these like not necessarily smaller films yeah but lower budget films like train to busan and turbo kid were the two examples that come to mind immediately smaller budget great payoff because of like how much these actors give a shit and how much they're committed to it and it's like even though there was a low budget you know these guys they weren't exactly like well-known actors so uh right you, know, you, can, like, they, you could just tell that they really care and in right. this movie, it's like you have all these like a-list people and 
I really feel like they all just really, really care. Right. I mean, I think, and they were also genuine in their like acting. Like, yeah. I think caring is exactly like I think every it, it wasn't like I didn't see I wasn't looking at Ivy and being like, oh, that's Brie Larson. Like, yeah, I had no idea. I saw yeah. her in the cast list in the beginning, and I was like, who? Like, I'd seen the movies before. I was like, who yeah. is this person? And I still right. didn't know until the very end. Also, did you know that Edgar Wright didn't allow the cast to blank during when they were on camera? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Just to... Because it also feels to, like a comic book. <laughs> yeah, to make it feel more like a comic book. And I was like, man, that is like a thought that I can't even imagine having to think. Because like, right. to put myself in the seat of a director, it's like, okay, I'm trying to put my vision onto film. But like... That that had just never even occurred to me as like part of that process. Yeah, so when he, I heard it, I was like, "Wow, that that's like on another level." It's it's like, so smart. It's yeah, uh, that was cool. It's the small things like that. Um, I mean, the writing is great in it. Like uh, all the like, I will say, I think this movie is going to be dated. Um, for the fact that a lot of the mm-hmm. references are two thousand or nineties references. That's true. <laughs> like, there is like I, a very specific set of people that will like this for like, a very long time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if like someone now who is maybe like younger, maybe like if you're watching a high school now, um I don't like all the like Final Fantasy references, yeah, all yeah. like the indie band references. Um Yeah, like the kids that are getting born right now will probably not watch this Right, because there's going to be a lot of references, but I mean, I think that's fine. I think I think the n- late '90s, 2000s is very important to this film because that's where it's right. it's wrapped in. Um, and I'll, honestly, the music, uh, the music was you got Beck to do the music. Like right. that was that's cool. also like I can't think of a better person to take and like make the Scott Pilgrim vs the World soundtrack than Beck, the king I of got, the indie world at that time. I saw that in the beginning, and I was like, that is just fucking. Yeah, and then in the, also in the beginning credits, I saw Kieran Culkin, and I was like, "No shit!" Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, he Wallace might have ended up being one of my favorite characters. Wallace is so good; he's so good. <laughs> he is so funny, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. feel like you have like lines and lines and lines of text you need to read about this, but I just can't stop saying enough good things about it. Honestly, yeah, I'm I. Like, I think I've said my critique is that some people might not like it because I was fast. I guess, like, also if, like, this movie definitely plays to me and you. Like, it is our subsect of nerd, yeah. nerddom. Like, um, right up my alley. Like, video game humor. And I feel like it's up Twitch's alley, too. Like, if you're watching and listening, yeah. listening to this on Twitch, you probably like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because of what it is. Um, but, like, yeah, I guess you couldn't show this to, like, someone who, like, doesn't like video games or, like, comic books. Like, they probably wouldn't like it, but, like, again, Yeah, I'm not sure my dad would appreciate this movie as much as I do. Same. Same with my dad. Um, um, and I definitely think, like, hypoth- this is a complete hypothetical. If I had a kid, yeah. like, now, I definitely yeah. don't think my kid would appreciate it unless, like, you know, they were, like, super into stuff from that era. Right. Ex- exactly. Um... Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of what else I want to say about it. I, I, I just, it's good. The context is good. Um, yeah. Normally, you do like a plot rundown and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plot rundown. Um, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. We have. No, to we probably should. Uh, so, for those who haven't seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, 
it is they exist in another universe right where everybody has superpowers they just don't know it till they need it Ooh, that 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 when that yeah so mutiny just made a comment what about 80s teen movies people still like those movies because of the story i do agree with that like um i think the only difference between like this and like the breakfast club or um any kuzak film is just the references in scott pilgrim are like to like super nintendo and like super uh, like nintendo they games more, they feel more like niche they're they're, they're directed like, directed like, i appreciate ferris bueller's day off because schools yeah. still exist right yeah <laughs> I, I appreciate this movie because like all the shit that is that he's doing are like things that i've like heard or done or experienced you know like all that shit not not having karate fights but like you know do a listening film. to music and like hanging out in my friend's garages and stuff yeah um but i i you know it's like kids these days are gonna have like totally different music and stuff like i don't know i think like the garage band kids will like this movie yeah i think i think uh yeah i think the story is still very good it is a story about um making mistakes in your 20s realizing that you're not that great like people okay that's a very fair point yeah um, yeah no i i, I agree i mean you i want to see it on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. People, I like Karate Kid, and I don't like her. I actually I like Karate, but I think it is a good. Point. I think the story. I so with all the references and stuff being dated, I think the story is a very relatable one, even without all that. Like we remove all that stuff, it is a story about being in the twenties. I mean, dating a high schooler is weird. I'm sorry, that's a really fucked up part of Scott's life. Yeah, yeah, no, no. There's some. There's some questionable some things. Stuff. Um, Scott, but, like, um, it is a story, um, it, it just feels like your 20s. It feels like your early 20s. It, um, especially when you begin to realize that the evil exes aren't any more evil than Scott is. They are just yeah. people with, with bad relationships. It even, like, observes, like, relationships. Like, are people evil when you break up with them? You just because people go different ways. Or something happened tragic. Like, Ramona also is someone just trying to figure out her life and makes a lot of poor choices. Um, the only person I would probably say is, like, actual evil to a T is Gideon. <laughs> the last evil ex. I think he's the only evil yeah. ex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Even uh, the vegan guy was, like, corrupt. Yeah, and, it, like, they broke up, just like Ramona broke up with him, just like that. Just like that was their whole story. Mm -hmm. It's like, boom. Um, so, okay. Story of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Scott Pilgrim lives in the magical lands of Canada. <laughs> lives in Toronto. Which I love that it's in Canada. Um, he is dating a high schooler. That is literally how the movie starts. Uh, he's also in a band called Sex Bombs. Who are an indie band trying to get off, get out, to, to become popular? I have words. <laughs> words are hard to get off. Oh my god! Context I just really yeah. Um, they're a band trying to get a record label to get a contract with a record label. Um, at the same time, Scott runs into Ramona, falls in love with her. They have a thing. He cheats on knives. To be fair, they didn't even hold hands. That is a yeah. That's a, also a really funny joke in it. Um, 
I love how it starts. It's like we talked about using the narrator voice in uh, the devil all the time. The narrator and the devil all the time feel like it was unneeded. At least I thought that. Um, I don't think it felt unneeded in this because it also made it feel comic booky, with like the narrator being like, (laughs) in Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler, and like that's the exposition. Boom, right into it. Yeah, but like that—that was like the only time, right? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I like think, one. Of the... I think that's like the only time there was a real narrator. Yeah, oh, well, there was a time was like way more like overbearing. You yeah, know, it felt like he was reading the whole story to you. I I agree. This is a a bit more of an enjoyable. And it demon head. There's, and then it was time, which is also, <laughs> I guess that's also just an announcer at the concert. I love the Clutch Demon Head is probably my favorite. Part yeah, of no, I think like. I, I think the narration in this movie is like super appropriate and kind of just yeah. nailed it. like that yeah. very short, simple opening statement totally sets the mood for how you should feel about this character. Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, Scott runs in Ramona to date Ramona. He must defeat the seven evil exes. Seven, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and... and that's the best joke in this movie. Yeah. Ex-boyfriends, exes. Yeah, all that's oh my god, that's another part is like all like the Easter eggs, like the two, three, like all the numbers, like yeah. they start popping up. Like it's visually, they're all there. Um, this movie is one of those movies that like there's something to gain from it every time you watch it. Exactly. Like, you, get, if you if you don't listen to that demanding ass Edgar Wright, <laughs> move your eyes where you want to fucking move them. Yeah, you will see a bunch of cool shit because even though he commands you what to do with your eyeballs, he still hides fun shit in the background. Yeah, and, ex- uh, exactly. It's, um, it's cool stuff back there. Yeah, so Scott has to defeat the seven evil exes. He does. They're very like boss battles in video games. They're really fun. Um, throughout the time, uh, sex with bombs are also getting like, like doing battles with the bands. Like, they keep getting like higher and higher in like mm-hmm. better. Um, you also have the whole thing with knives. He brings little knives. Um, she gets her hair dye slapped out of her by Todd, which I think is a really <laughs> funny visual gag. I don't, again, I have no connection to the source material, but I yeah. heard that that was one of the closest like frame-by-frame shots in this movie to yeah. the comic. Yeah. I mean, and, awesome. yeah. And there's such attention to detail in that scene. You can literally see the on the, on the like, yeah. wall behind them. Yep. Um, he defeats all, he eventually defeats all of them. Um, he learns through the power of friendship and the power of heart. Um, he gets, yeah, he fights the bad last evil X twice because he got a, he trusts love. the power of love. What an idiot. Yeah. But then he found out like the power <laughs> of friendship. Um, and then he wins and then Ramona walks off and he gets with knives. Ish. Okay, right. Not really. He, uh, not no, really. He it's goes and joins her. She knives tells him, you know, like, Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Like you do what you want to do. Just getting I, the graphic novel confused. I'm good. And then Scott follows her. Yeah. And they have a nice kiss or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's my only complaint. I don't think Scott should have ended up with anyone, but not because Scott deserved to end up with. A, a, he, yeah. he does. I don't think he deserved to end up with anyone. No, uh, I do like that he found his self-respect. Yeah, and, like used it to defeat his final foe. But I agree. I do think that he was undeserving of love. Yeah, I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he deserved <laughs> to get with anyone at the end. I, I think, think he uh, lost the love 
sword, he shouldn't have got love. <laughs> exactly. You know? I think he. Not bad. Just walk yeah. off with it. Go get shawarma with your friends or whatever. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then it ends with uh, Beck song and boom, that is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It is a phenomenal film. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, Honestly, our, 10 out of... 10 out of, I mean, yeah, I can't. I know there, you think it's stellar, but like this is only my second time watching it. Uh, I am a bit biased because I really enjoy Edgar Wright a lot. I, yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed pr- pretty much everything he's made. I don't want to make too bold of a statement because I'm not sure I've seen it all. I will. I've seen them all. I think they're all great. I don't. I know there's some that people don't really like, but I like every single one of them. I think they're all fantastic. Definitely like the trilogy of the Cornetto uh, trilogy. Yeah, the, the Cornetto trilogy and um, Baby Driver. Baby Driver was good. Um, and then he did a TV show with Simon Pegg in the '90s, early 2000s, which is also really funny. I can't remember what it's called right now. Though. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, everything I've seen of his, I've really enjoyed, so I'm a bit biased. Hot Fuzz is up there for one of my favorite movies of all time, and I know it's one of yours. And It's it my most my watched. It is my choice for next week. Hell yeah. Um, oh my god, hell yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that'll be good. Just, it seems like we keep going from movie to movie with some kind of theme. This week my, because like, I think, I don't remember what, last week it was like, off-kilter superhero to off-kilter superhero kind of yeah um this week it's just straight up eggerite to eggerite because Hell, i like him i think he yeah. deserves two slots on this on this podcast and i'm yeah. happy to devote one to e- even just one of the three in the cornetto trilogy because i, I do think it's it's just such a phenomenal movie but and back if, back to scott pilgrim yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm super biased because I love Edgar Wright, but overall, I, I really do think that this is just like a great way to tell a story. It was beautifully mm-hmm. written, it was beautifully done. I love the cast. The music was great. It just it, it hit everything. It, it hit everything. The pacing was good. The framing was perfect. You know, the transitions from scene to scene were amazing. The editing is just ridiculous. Like I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Hell uh, yeah! I mean, honestly, yeah. And I think Hot Fuzz is the best of the trilogy, so I'm excited to watch that. I could, I've actually written papers on Hot Fuzz. <laughs> oh, good it is. Yeah, I'm I could. Shut up and let you do all the talking next week. No, no, no. We're gonna talk about it. How about how? Oh my God! There's so much I could say about that film. That film is my most watched film of all time. Uh, it is so good. Um, but yeah. So I, I don't think there's any more to say about Scott Pilgrim vs. the World right now. Um, it's great. It is timeless. It is a good. I th- I still think it is a great representation of your twenties. Like, it just feels like yeah. your twenties. I can agree with that. Uh, you know, and like I I don't want to like double down on my last statement about yeah. it falling off with other generations. I think that like, you know, if this generation grows up to be like forty. Like the generation being born right now, they still could reflect on their twenties and like watch this movie and be like, "Yeah, you know, being in your early twenties is fucking weird." Right. It's like, good. Like that's never gonna change. It's, it's never going to change. It's early twenties. Like I don't know. I guess it's my advice to anyone who is not in their early twenties or are in your early twenties now. You are going to make a lot of weird choices. Probably bad choices. Yeah, probably a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. I'm late twenties. I make a lot of mistakes still. Um. And I'm expecting to do it for a long time. <laughs> it's not important. It's not important what mistakes you make. It's how you grow from them. Which is what this movie is about, because we see at the end Scott grows. Yes. Um. And yeah, it also shows like people. 
who you might think are evil are just also kind of doing their own thing despite random people <laughs> they're just people like your your current uh partner's evil exes probably not actually evil exes they're just they're people just who do, they're just exes <laughs> um so uh for anyone new here welcome to the podcast welcome hi thank you for listening to this incredibly long mega episode Woo, we nailed it the millions are here We've the millions here although we have the size of a nation of people watching us right now mm. um this is the part of the uh, part of the episode where we quote unquote ruin the movie. Where um, the, it's, it's it's a joke. Everyone, we don't actually think we ruin movies. It's actually you guys that are ruining. The yeah, movies. you're ruining All the right. movies. We're making them better. Um, but uh, this is the part of the ruining movies in which uh, you guys have voted in our Discord, which you can join. Um, I know I have a link in my Twitch. I think Shane, do you? Oh yeah, it is down below. You can join there every week, about 30 minutes to 45 minutes before we go live with the podcast. I put out two polls, one that is prequel, sequel, or remake, and then another one is a list of genres. Uh, you guys decide how we are rewriting this movie. This week, we are making a prequel to Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and it is a horror film. A horror film, you say? A prequel horror film? Yeah, which is funny because I'm pretty sure Edgar Wright's next film is a horror film, which is the last nice. Last Night in Soho. Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you guys all for voting. Uh, you guys rock. Um, again, if you want to get in, uh, we do this every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, this last month has been a little rocky, but things should clear up now, so it's going to be back on normal schedule. Um, so join, um, and vote. Uh, so prequel horror. Hmm. So I think the first question we have to ask ourselves is who are we, is Scott still the, I was just going to ask, or is it Ramona? I was just going to ask, do we even give a shit about Scott anymore if we're talking about the before of this? Um, because honestly, I, I think the story of the seven exes right i think uh, ramona's story yeah like of the exes and of like the horrors of it there could have been some pretty horrifying experiences there and also like i don't know the powers in this world are so like astounding to me and right there's so... a heart in the moon <laughs> Yeah, it's just, like, the things that happen and, like, the things that people choose to not give a shit about. Like, I feel like the person that I sympathize most with in this movie is uh, Scott's sister, who is always just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck what is the happening? I don't understand. I don't yeah. know what's going on, and that's yeah. me. Like, 100% of the time, I'm like, why doesn't anyone care that this man just exploded? Why doesn't anyone care that there's people fucking fighting with music? I, they're just dancing. Right. I don't understand. Or like and, a DJ um, said, is summoning a yeti. Well, not yeah. dragons. Right, <laughs> and they're fucking actively, like, blowing each other up. Like, I'm yeah. so fascinated with this idea so i'd like to think that discovering all of that for the first time must have been fucking scary oh absolutely i think um to go off that we uh, horror wasn't first drama was in second so i i think yeah i think 
the powers of this universe are terrifying. <laughs> Especially if you're a vegan, which if you're a vegan, you just become like a god. <laughs> They're horrifying and like, I guess if you existed in the universe, they might not be so mysterious. Right. But, but maybe they were. Who knows? Was Ramona like fucking sequestered for her lifetime? Like Ramona like travels through people's minds, but they don't have that in Canada yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also a funny joke. I I love that. Um, I yeah. I so I think yeah. As a horror, we explore the actual like people blowing up into coins. That's tragic. Um, yeah. Like, can you spend the coins? This is scary. Like that was yeah. my mom. I also think <laughs> uh, if Ramona's our main character, I think so. There is like the evil exes things we talked about. Like your partner's exes. I mean, there definitely could be evil, but they probably they might not be. Um, but even when you're in a relationship and you have a breakup, your exes are kind of evil for a bit. It usually like usually there's some emotion there, tension there. Yeah. Um, which can be horrific, and I think yeah. like horror drama, like Ramona going through all these breakups because Ramona is also someone who is like deeply trying to fi- find out who she is. It's a big part of her character. That's why it's, she keeps breaking up with people. Is because she. It seems like she's very um, insecure about herself. Yeah. Uh, that is why she keeps, like, doing that. Um, so I think a prequel to, like, a prequel following Ramona going through the seven evil exes. Or you could even, like, really, if you didn't want to go with, like, all the way back, because some of the exes are, like, from elementary school. Right. Um, you could even, like, link it to Ramona and Gideon. Because Gideon was... The most the evil really exes. That guy's like actually scary. Yeah, I. So like, I think. Yeah, I think I, I like our idea of just getting rid of Scott. Scott doesn't matter yeah, in the prequel. Like, he can just exist in this movie where he belongs in this perfect in Toronto movie in Toronto, and we'll get with you as soon as Ramona walks into that fucking. Where do you meet her? School, library, something like that. Um, it, a party first. Yeah, it was a party. Um, Which also the party is so funny. The pull pack man recurring joke is <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, just keep him right where he's at, nestled in his little perfect film. Meanwhile, like Ramona's suffering and going through shit. Yeah, this horrific drama of a relationship with Gideon that ends with her narrowly escaping with her life. And then, like, after weeks and weeks and weeks of living, uh, I don't know, with someone who took care of her and patched her wounds and helped her out, she finally decided to take her out to a party. Yeah. She met this fucking guy, Scott, who's a superhero. Which, also, at the same time, like, from Ramona's perspective, Scott probably was, like, a creep. Probably is. Scott is a creep. He is a creep. He's <laughs> like, a high schooler. Right. Yeah, that's literally the first line of the movie. <laughs> Um, and he like like if you know that like if you have okay this is gonna be a very like specific situation if you have a crush on a delivery driver and you order stuff to see them don't do that do not do that that's bad that is creepy that is a not a good way to have just don't do that if your mind is like yeah don't that's bad bad. 
I didn't know that was a thing that people did. That's a I, bad thing. Well, Scott did it. I don't know if people do oh, that. Yeah, he did do that. He called <laughs> the Amazon thing, right? Yeah, and then sat yeah, at the door do like that. a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, like if this wasn't a prequel, if we were just remaking Scott Pilgrim the First the World as a horror, it's just Ramona trying to avoid the psycho that is Scott. Yeah, imagine <laughs> that. The, the remake of this is just from her perspective, like, who the fuck is this guy? And everywhere she goes, her exes try to save her, and fucking Scott kills them and chases her out of there. Right. <laughs> God, yeah, if we think, I didn't even think about that. Like, people get murdered in this movie. Like, we don't see them seven come people. back. And seven, at least, seven. at least seven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine how many people died with Chris Evans's nuclear explosion. Not to mention, right. if those points fell and hit terminal velocity, more casualties. Uh. Yeah. I. So I. I think horror easy. <laughs> Or easy. You could even like edit it the same, but maybe a little bit slower. So like when it cuts, uh, like cuts to like does the Edgar Wright cuts. Like you're cutting to yeah. like a Scott in the background, just like creepy, <laughs> creepily standing there, and just like whip zoom, just boom. Him on the other side of like a fog. Yeah. Oh, uh, John guy. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It is, it is. It is. It is a good film. Uh, this remake, though, might be at 11 out of 10. This horror remake we're doing. And it sounds scary. I, I mean, the aesthetic... I mean, because... Turn the brightness down, like, a little bit. And yeah. Like, because we, we talked about... We had this discussion about how, like... <laughs> it's, like, making bad mistakes in your 20s. Like, Scott could definitely go the other way of, like, being a weird, obsessive... Yeah. He is. And, yeah, like, they show Scott as, like, they, like, the cuts and editing. Like, he is, like very douchey as someone in my chat said that i think mm -hmm. I, I agree but like he also could be very sinister if you yeah, cut this you a different way on the side of like that movie creep and just make him like yes. a fucking psychopath i'm so glad you saw creep i don't know I if you knew he, uh, I oh you haven't about it. i want to see it i just haven't made the time That's good. but i know about it i i am educated in the way of uh now creep. i can't think of his fucking name but he's I, great yeah and he Mark was in uh yeah he yeah. made uh, uh, Wild Wild Country, which was yeah. an unbelievable documentary. I'd check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, anyway, um, yeah, take like that route where he's like a, a fucking psychopath. Like tr something truly horrific. Forget like a little bit dramatic. Maybe he's salty. No, fuck that. I <laughs> want like like crazy Scott. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I which... I never really thought of it, like, but you can, yeah, like you said, like, metaphorically, like, bring it a little bit darker, and this is a dark film. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, we already have established that Scott's not a good guy, but, like, it's edited and, like, comedic because it's a comedy to play him off, like, his being a bad guy is, like, funny, or, like, right. he doesn't know what's going on, that's humorous, or he's... he's <laughs> yeah, he's aloof trying to, like, stalk Ramona, but, like, if you take that off, like, he is genuinely trying to oh. stalk Ramona, <laughs> and he's, he's dating a high schooler. And yeah. he's aware of it all and just knows all the chaos he's causing. And the worst and he part does is... It on purpose. Yeah, all, the worst part is all of his friends are telling him, like, he's doing bad things, and he just doesn't listen. <laughs> like, his yeah. sister is like, no. His, um, roommates is also... <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, all the time. But anyway, to wrap it, the prequel horror drama, I still yeah. think yeah. would be great to just like travel through Ramona's like maybe last two relationships or three would be a good way to maybe break it yeah, up. Yeah, um which would be like the what would be the twins um Oh, that could and be Gideon, crazy, the twins and Gideon. Like, yeah, maybe the twins get real jealous. I don't know. Yeah. It, could, it could just be a They do have weird... like real like psycho vibes. Yeah, you could make like a really weird spooky film. Yeah. And um that's why I said Edgar Wright I think is making his next film is going to be a horror. I think Last Night in Soho is supposed to be a horror from what I've heard, so that could be good. Um I think he would do good in horror. I uh, there's a lot of uh like intertwining threads between comedy and horror um because they both prey off they don't prey but they both play off emotions that are either like laugh like like joy and horror like kind of are just like the same emotion but on opposite spectrums so like it's also like the editing you kind of do the same um yeah so i anything else to add to this like prequel i think this is great fantastic i think it hits everything we've talked about everything that like scott Mm -hmm. like does like we've hit all that i think that this universe and these characters are written so well that like you put them in that type of idea and it kind of builds itself you could kind of plop them somewhere else too if we wanted to like make it extra weird like it just seems like it's such a strong story that you could change minor things about it and it would still really hold its weight in in a lot of different genres. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um, all right. Well, that is the Ruining Movies mega episode. Two Ooh, and a half hours. Here. It's the longest podcast uh, we've ever like recorded. we recording a D&D podcast. Yeah, really. We still have an hour and a half. About the holders. Those are only end up like being an hour and 15 15- <laughs> um, all right, let's do some plugs. Um, Shane, start us off. Uh, sorry, I was just talking to chat about stalking. <laughs> anyway, I'm Shane. You can catch me live at twitch.tv slash bring the Shane. I play video games and do other stuff, and I'm a pretty good guy, I guess. I'm also looking for a Taco Bell sponsorship. But uh, Yeah. Hell yeah, we are. But hey. Go ahead. But hey. Um, awesome, yeah. So, um, hi, everyone. I'm Farm Goat. So, um, you can find me if you're not watching me live at Twitch right now. If you're on my YouTube, you can find me at uh, Farm Goat on Twitch. Um, you can also check out my so there. So uh, because we haven't had some episodes this month, you might have also people might have noticed that the last episodes have not gone up on YouTube yet. Um, I am currently working on restructuring all my stuff. It's kind of something I'm doing this month. Uh, Ruining Movies is going to have its own YouTube page, so I am. Yeah, so I'm working on that, getting them all transferred over to that, rendering them all. Like, each episode takes a couple hours of rendering, so it's a longer process. Um, but Ruining Movies is going to soon have its own YouTube page. Um, it's going to have all of our episodes. I'm going to be taking snippets from our episodes and throwing them out there. Uh, YouTube has this new thing called YouTube Shorts that I've been having a lot of success on in my other YouTube channels. So I'm going to be doing those. Um, but Ruining Movies is going to have its own YouTube channel that should be coming out in May. So that's how I get to the big time. Exactly. I'm gonna um, be on YouTube, Dad. Yeah. So <laughs> expect that. Uh, survival check. My other podcast I do with Shane and our friend Anderson and Tevis. 
um, is also kind of getting a restructure um, <laughs> for its YouTube channel, so there's going to be more podcasts on there. Um, also, Survival Check, if you like D&D and you want to learn about more about the monsters of the Monster Manual, um, go check that podcast out. It's called Survival Check. You can find it anywhere um, except iTunes. Uh, we are up to the cloaker right now. You said uh, we, that's restructuring too. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing posting smaller things on it. It's gonna have a TikTok. Um, I'm gonna start doing uploading on YouTube again and stuff. I'm kind of like, I'm trying. I've been having. I'm trying to really play up the producer role on all my stuff lately, and I'm trying to really just make separate brands, um, because a lot of the stuff doesn't overlap. Um, so yeah, uh, we just recorded an episode on the Chul that is not out yet. But it was a the Kahul, if you are me. <laughs> um, that was absolute <laughs> blast. Um, so if you like D and D, check out Survival Check. You will hear uh, the history of the monsters of the D and D Monster Manual. Also, we also talk about how we'd use them in our own games. It's and it's I'm a lot of fun. Too. Yeah, Shane's there. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a very funny podcast, um, but also serious. I think more. I can't tell if it's more or less serious than this podcast. <laughs> The truth of the matter is, when I get together with my friends, we laugh a lot. So that is true. I mean, it it doesn't. We could be talking about anything, and yeah. somehow it's it just ends in laughing. So yeah, if you show up, you can guarantee we will at least think that we are funny. Yes, There's that is no true. Guarantee that you will think we are funny. <laughs> yeah, you might not find disclaimer. <laughs> that is a good disclaimer. We think we're funny. We might not be funny. Uh, it's called survival check. That is that podcast. Uh, also, um, my Twitch is kind of getting a rebranding too. I'm still Farm Goat, but I'm not really a variety streamer anymore. I have been accepted into a couple of roleplay servers, and I am planning on just focusing on that because I like telling stories and I really like roleplaying. So all my stuff is either going to be Red Dead Online roleplay or Grand Theft Auto roleplay. So I'm now in our. Or, or yeah, Tuesdays is the exception. Dummy Tuesdays is always going to be variety, and it's always going to be this podcast, but uh, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays are now going to be me playing characters on other servers. So if you like any of that stuff, come check me out. Uh, but that's it. Next week, we are doing Hot Fuzz, one of the f- funniest movies of all time. The, one, best, so the most best. Like, everyone's armed. It's Yarp. Uh, you just so, it's quotable. Yarp. <laughs> Hey, it's yo. honestly some of the best writing I've ever experienced in film. So like I, I just I can't wait. Uh we are we are ending the podcast right now for those who are asking in chat, but uh we are still going to play for the king for another hour and a half. So we're gonna chill around for like an hour and a half um and hang out, chat, play for the king. And that's anyone who's listening to this on future, after all of our uh, ruining movies podcasts, we play games. Um so Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>